The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. It's Friday. 888-933-93. Another day, another uh, bunch of sexual harassment and sexual assault uh, charges, allegations, going back and forth. We briefly mentioned this when it broke uh, yesterday, but... Judge Roy Moore, who is about to go through an election, he's 11 points ahead of his opponent, according to polls, <clears throat> go, heading, heading into this uh, last month before their special election in December for uh, Alabama's U.S. Senator. And they could, have, they could have had Mo Brooks. And we begged and we pleaded. Here's a real conservative, an actual conservative with... Uh, no skeletons in his closet, so far as anybody knows, but they completely rejected him. In highest honors in economics? Yes. <laughs> if you remember the... That's a, oh, boy. Legend. Uh, if you remember this little clip from, I think it was MSNBC, CNN, one of those, where there was a little disagreement over the state of the economy. We were looking at going, re- reverting into a depression at that point. Everyone, the Fed well, I chairman... I disagree that we but, were going into a depression, but well, go ahead. Do you have a degree in economics? Uh, yes, ma'am, I do. Highest honors. Okay, oh. so. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, in that case, uh, my next question is. <laughs> All right, never mind. To her credit, after that interview, which was, what, five years ago or something, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, after that interview, she said, hey, I just uh, was reminded of one of the basics in journalism. Don't ask somebody a question you don't already know the answer to. <laughs> <laughs> really good safety tip in that particular case because he shut her down. So you could add Mo Brooks, but instead they went for Judge Roy Moore, who also I think is fairly conservative, super religious, uh, very outspoken on his re- religiosity. Here's a guy who defended the Ten Commandments monument in Birmingham, uh, successfully fought that case, was very he is very vocal about uh, trans rights and gay rights and all those things he's got a certain take on it and he's not afraid to share it with you in a way you have to you have to admire a guy who's at least willing to stand up for his convictions right but instead the republican establishment hates his guts and at the first sign of any allegation against him everybody's telling him to get out of the race that's true you got to get out of the race and maybe that maybe he should but you would think, I mean, just the allegation, shouldn't we give him a day or something to at least respond? And by the way, he has responded, and he has denied any wrongdoing. He's denied all of these charges, and he called it a specious lie. So the stories themselves are bizarre. We we touched on this a little bit on uh, Glenn's show half an hour ago or so, but the initial allegation that came out from... Uh, the 14-year-old girl and her mom, they were, you know, outside the county court courthouse. And this 14-year-old girl is sitting there with her mother, and they're waiting to go in to the courthouse. Total stranger approaches them, introduces himself as Roy Moore. They talk for a few seconds, and he says, well, what are you doing here? Mom says, well, I'm, 
I'm getting ready to go into the courthouse for a custody battle. I said, oh, okay. Well, your little girl doesn't want to listen to that boring stuff. Why don't you leave her here with me? Would that be okay? Oh, of course that'd be okay. I've known you for what? 90 seconds? <laughs> You're not just a total stranger. You're also family now. <laughs> In fact, just a short time ago, I had my 12-year-old boy stay the weekend with Michael Jackson. And that worked out really well. I mean, you know, it's bizarre. So anyway, the mother is thrilled. She's tickled pink that this total stranger, 32-year-old man, has offered to hang out with her 14-year-old daughter. That, to me, is a warning flag right there. What? What? Hopefully, she went into the courthouse and had her... her custody revoked and somebody <laughs> else got custody of her kids that's about as irresponsible as you can be and maybe i'm just not a people person but i just don't see myself getting into a conversation with a stranger in front of the courthouse and where they walk away knowing my name and no jeffy would do that i mean that is jeff yeah, that's a good point that's jeff fisher yeah. Through and through that I you know that's not really my style it's it's not most of our style but Jeffy oh he'd do that in heartbeat that's true yeah okay all right speaking of whom um, okay I, I, this it, this has gone far enough in this armadillo thing okay oh it was wrong? cute at first yeah it was funny at first that Jeffy's armadillo was in the lead okay now it's just pissing me off that's now true. it's got to stop okay playtime is over <laughs> i see this he's running away with it man he's he's pretty far ahead oh, pretty far let's see good grief almost about 30 percent ahead right yeah and but uh and i'm in second yeah. place yeah, okay followed by Looks like doc, doc mm -hmm. and third uh stew in fourth no no glenn's in glenn's fourth in fourth glenn's in fourth now uh stew's in fifth and uh brad sixth so please go to mercury1.org slash armadillo. armadillo. <laughs> or, you know, on the rotating tray thing at the top of the page, you yeah. just click on the armadillo story, learn more, and then go down and you could, it can say, Pat Gray, support Pat. And then you can donate in my name to the Mercury One uh, yeah. cause. You might, I mean, there's a chance, pretty good chance that here any minute now, mm -hmm. you might tweet that out at Pat Unleashed. I was sensing that I might do mm -hmm. that. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. That's it's probably a good idea. I just had to do that. Sure. So. <laughs> stuff, man. All right. Uh, oh. And then the ball is coming up a week from tomorrow, which should be fun. It's like cowboy chic, which I'm not sure what that means. I think you wear Ooh. jeans, a hat, and a jacket. So. Can you handle that? Uh, you got to go I shopping. I can don't handle you? the hat. I do have a hat. It was given to me by... I don't remember who, a really nice client, I think, when I lived in Houston. And uh, and I tried it on yesterday, uh -huh. and uh, I looked so goofy in a cowboy hat. Just absolutely Wait a minute. Goofy. I thought everybody looked good in a cowboy hat, no? But if my armadillo wins, I'll wear that goofy cowboy hat uh, to the ball. Oh, oh. And show you how goofy I do look. Oh, let's... Uh, so, Triple Eight... 933.93. I, I don't know what to think on the Roy Moore situation. Is it just, are they just trying to get him a, a Republican drummed out of competition? They just want their guy to win. Um, but the Republicans are hammering him too. Mitch McConnell is a, and John McCain and all the usual suspects who are Democrats anyway, essentially. They're all calling for him to step out if it's true. And 
the fact maybe that his wife is 14 years younger than he is might lend some credibility to the, to the fact that he he's attracted to younger women. Mm-hmm. I mean, but 14 is a little ridiculous when you're 32 years old. In fact, that's illegal. Yeah, and and. Even though he didn't do anything to her when the mother went inside the courthouse and he stayed outside, he did get her phone number. He did call her later. And she says on date number two, she left the house, went around the corridor. He picked her up and drove her to the woods. Wow. That could have gone even worse. Then he says he asked her to strip down to her bra and panties, which she did. He stripped down to his underwear, I guess. And they touched each other over their clothing. And then she asked him to take her home, and he did. Then he called her, and they had another date. Mm -hmm. It's such a bizarre situation. And I guess, you know, all we do now is litigate these things in the press because even with Weinstein, they keep saying there's charges. No no charges have come forward yet. They haven't filed them yet. So we'll see. In the meantime, lives are being ruined. And maybe they should be. If the, Obviously, they should be if these stories are true. I mean, the Kevin Spacey thing is, that guy's a predator. He is a sexual predator. Mm. Prowling for young boys on what sounds like a pretty regular basis. And for decades, this has been going on. Yeah, if these charges are true, that's exactly what he sounds like. And Seth, uh, Seth Myers knew it. Isn't it Seth Myers? No, what's Seth... McFarland, sorry. Where did I get Seth Myers? Seth McFarland knew this too. He knew the Harvey Weinstein thing because he put it, he put the jokes about Weinstein in Family Guy. And he included jokes, multiple jokes over the last several years about Kevin Spacey in this show called Difficult People, which appears on Hulu. So you can't tell me that these Hollywood types didn't know. Is Seth McFarland the only guy in Hollywood who is who is hip to these charges? Of course not. Everybody knew. Which is so aggravating because the hypocrisy coming out of Hollywood just really staggering. Also, the latest in the Rand Paul attack, they're starting to believe, although they don't really have any proof of it, but they're thinking it's it was politically motivated. Rand Paul himself has said it's not it's not about landscaping. His neighbors have said, no, that's, it's not about landscaping. Nobody knows exactly what it is because, obviously, if it is politically motivated, the neighbor will be charged with a much more serious crime than he already is. Right now, it's a, it's a misdemeanor for breaking six of Rand Paul's ribs. How is that a misdemeanor? That's, those are pretty serious injuries. You get, you get a punctured lung, uh, it, that could really do some damage. You could kill somebody. So he has uh, pleaded not guilty. Uh, Rand Paul has tweeted out a few times that only he knows why he committed that attack on him. Uh, so Rand Paul, for his part, claims to have no knowledge as to what that was all about. At Harvard, there's an interesting new class that we got to tell you about. You probably, you really want to inspire your children to do well in their schoolwork, get straight A's, and save up their pennies so that they can attend Harvard and uh, be enlightened with classes like we're about to tell you about shortly.
<laughs> An Ivy League education isn't today what it once what it once was. And the Senate tax plan is an absolute abomination. It's just worse by the day, man. It's an abomination. While the House plan was bad, at least kind of headed in the right direction, the Senate plan doesn't even do that. So these are some of the issues that you can uh, talk to us about today or one of your own choosing. It's Friday, 888-900-3393, Pat Gray Unleashed. You know, it's really good to be prepared because if anything goes wrong, you have the peace of mind knowing that you've got the things that you need, food, water, uh, maybe a generator, and a means to communicate if cell towers go down. Go Tena Mesh powers the first 100% off-grid, mobile, long-range, consumer-ready mesh network, which means you can send texts and GPS locations even if the cell towers are down or jammed, routers, satellites aren't functioning, no problem. You've got this. You just pair the device with your phone uh, using the GoTenna app, or you could leave it unpaired in strategic locations and relay communications from device to device. Right now, when you go to GoTenna, G-O-T-E-N-N-A dot com, GoTenna dot com, use the promo code PAT15, you'll get 15% off your order of two, four, or eight packs. So don't wait until you need it to act, because by then it's too late. Visit GoTenna.com today. Say 15% with the promo code PAT15. That's GoTenna.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Uh, Brad Staggs joins us here. Came, What's on your mind? I came by because yesterday when I was here, it was so nasty and cold outside. And today, it's it's pretty out there. It's a nice, pretty day. And this is that time of year when you start, sound like I do, although mine's from something different. But it's also the time of year when your kids, I mean, it's like clockwork. My ear hurts. I've got an earache. I love that mm. stuff. Isn't that great? <laughs> I mean, I mean, who wouldn't uh, take the chance to like nip that in the bud before it happens? Which is why I bring good news in the form of a solution, and that is Wax RX. See, see what I did there? I see what you do. Do you see what I did I'm there? Not, you're a professional. I brought it all back to the solution. I. Because if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem, quite frankly. Is this the supple solution? This is the supple solution. Look, here's the thing. You can wait until your kids have that earache. You can take them to the doctor. You can stand in line. You can pay the, your, uh, your copay, and you can go. I mean, you can take the day off work. Or you can go to usewaxrx.com, and you can order your kit. So if you've got, like, two or three kids, this one kit can do all three kits. So it's like having one doctor's visit in one little package that nice. comes to your front door. It's a three-step process. The earwax softening drops. The specially designed squirt bottle that gets the right amount of water pressure in there, cleans them out, and that pH balance conditioning rinse that leaves your ears so soft and so supple 
Yeah. And let me tell you, the kids are going to love what comes out of their ears. <laughs> they get to I, school for show oh, and tell. Oh, <laughs> I kid you not. So this is like a one-two. Go to use, uh, usewaxrx.com. You pro, uh, promo code radio will get you free shipping. Stop the problem before it becomes a problem. Usewaxrx.com. Back to you, Matt. Oh, thank you, Brad. That was beautiful. You're, I know. That was beautiful. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Uh, with your phone calls and whatever's on your mind. Ben Shapiro was on Fox News, uh, and he talking about this thoughts and prayers thing, as as we did uh, earlier this week. Thoughts and prayers are now to the left, I guess, verboten. It's it hacks them off that we say it. It hacks them off that we believe in it, and. Uh, they just want to get any religiosity out of our society. Uh, so here's uh, Ben Shapiro's thoughts on that matter. A lot of the criticism is coming from people who really don't necessarily disagree with thoughts and prayers, but they think that if you disagree with them politically, your thoughts and prayers must be insincere. So what they really say is that if you vote with them for gun control, then you don't have to either think or pray. And if you do think and pray and you vote with them, then those thoughts and prayers are sincere. But if not, then your thoughts and prayers are really just cover for you wanting to do nothing. This is a dramatic misunderstanding of what thoughts and prayers are for, uh, particularly prayers, what, what prayer is designed to do. You know, as a religious person, as an Orthodox Jew, I pray at least three times a day uh, and regularly between after every meal. And the idea of a prayer is not necessarily to change policy. It's to change yourself. It's to change your community. It's to better yourself so that God smiles with more favor upon you and your community. Okay. Uh, some good good thoughts from him on prayer. Um, but that won't be enough. That won't be enough for the Democrats. They're, they're just angry right now. They're, they're going to be angry until Donald Trump is no longer in office. You know, I remember being fairly angry and irritated that Barack Obama was in office. But they have gone way beyond anything that Obama's opponents did. They are just, they're like insane over Donald Trump. Which, you know, even when you're not that big of a Donald Trump supporter, it pushes you nearer him. It it makes, it just makes you want to defend him more often. So, you know, what they're doing, what they're saying, I think has the opposite effect of what they intend. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Lance in Tennessee, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey. So, uh, two things. Number one, every uh, these anti-gun folks are looking to the government to uh, be more restrictive and everything like that. Yet, two of the the big church shootings, the one in South Carolina and the one in Texas, the government failed to keep the guns out of the hands of those people. Uh, Dylan Roof had gone to a gun store and was initially declined, but the FBI has three business days to come up with a yes or no for sure, and they never did. So he was able to get the guns, and then the Air Force didn't do what they were supposed to for the guy in Texas, and he was able to get his guns. Secondly, uh, the thoughts and prayers thing, they say how that doesn't work, yet there was Uh, In the area of Tennessee where I am, there were supposed to be two uh, white supremacist rallies, one in a small town uh, a little bit outside of Murfreesboro and then one actually in Murfreesboro. And the second one was going to be, you know, Murfreesboro is a kind of large town. And our pastor uh, encouraged those of us in our church to be praying and fasting ahead of time. Uh, and other churches and religious uh, people from the community went to the town square, and they prayed ahead of time. And then uh, 
the the rally in the small town nearby that one took place and then the protest the people from there were going to come up to Murfreesboro to do the second one and uh, that one ended up getting canceled and uh, there there's no way to uh, explain it with how how everything had played out before and how it just canceled at the last minute other than the fact that the thoughts and the prayers specifically the prayers worked yeah and maybe avoided some really nasty situations because the opposition to those boneheads the white supremacists was uh was out in full force it could have really gotten ugly yep antifa was there and and it could have been very bad yep but nothing happened yeah uh appreciate it thanks lance 888-900-3393 david in georgia you're on the blaze hi pat uh I want to talk to you about a situation over here in Madison County, Georgia. Okay. Uh, I, live, I live on a road that's just a mile long. It's a cut-through road. And back about eight years ago, the traffic was so bad on it, the speeding was so bad, it went before the Board of Commissioners, and they dropped the speed limit to 35 to try to help us get out of our driveways and things. Mm-hmm. Well, before this new commissioners came in, they got together with seven individuals that didn't like that speed limit being 35 and don't even live on the road and raise the speed limit back up to 45. I went before them and tried to and had a petition with the people that lived on the road. They wouldn't talk about that. And then the state of Georgia requires them to do a traffic survey mm-hmm. before they raise the uh, speed limit. They did that, and then they hid the results of that and would not bring that forward. Wow. So... These are Republicans, supposedly. Yeah. These, these are not Republicans. I think what they're doing is they're running as a Republicans, but actually progressives. And it looks like it would be against the law to go plan and plot to do that prior to going in office. But I don't know. I thought this for over a year, right out of a year now, and it's unbelievable. Wow. Uh, appreciate the call. Thanks, David. I mean, there's a good example of this is talk about anything day. Sure. Uh, whatever's on your mind. Freeform Friday. Uh, even the speed limit on a road in, uh, where was he? Georgia. Rural Georgia. Rural Georgia. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you got a chance to talk about that to the nation. I mean, so. where else are you going to get that opportunity besides <laughs> Pat Gray Unleashed here Nowhere. on the Blaze Radio Network? Nowhere. Uh, no other national show is going to offer you the chance to talk about the speed limit going from 35 to 45 on a rural road in Georgia. Nobody needs that. No. You know, you got to get out of your driveway. By the way, we're going to do traffic and weather together every two minutes on the threes uh, all day long today. So you got that going for you, too. Uh, really fun. Uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, 888-900-3393. That's uh, it's, you know, it's just it's one of those shows. It's a Friday. Uh, also, we've got this uh, bonehead, Tom Steyer. We had a, a billionaire yesterday talking about how far left the Democrat Party has gone and that he's about ready to switch parties if they don't stop. Uh, but then there's others like Tom Steyer, who is going for an impeachment campaign. If you haven't seen this yet, take a look. He's brought us to the brink of nuclear war obstructed justice at the FBI, and in direct violation of the Constitution. He's taken money from foreign governments and threatened to shut down news organizations that report the truth. If that isn't a case for impeaching and removing a dangerous president, then what has our government become? 
I'm Tom Steyer, and like you, I'm a citizen who knows it's up to us to do something. It's why I'm funding this effort to raise our voices together and demand that elected officials take a stand on impeachment. A Republican Congress once impeached a president for far less. Yet today, people in Congress and his own administration know that this president is a clear and present danger, who's mentally unstable and armed with nuclear weapons. Whoa. And they do nothing. Join us and tell your member of Congress that they have a moral responsibility to stop doing what's political wow. and start doing what's right. Our country depends on it. I think we've got a moral responsibility to expose and stop people like Tom Steyer spending hundreds of millions of dollars uh, to promote lies such as that. 888-900-3393 with whatever's on your mind today on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, nine hundred, thirty-three, ninety-three. Tom Steyer, uh, what a piece of work this guy is. Uh, biggest, by far, <laughs> the biggest single donor of the last election cycle. He more than doubled the donations of Michael Bloomberg, who is number two. So this guy is as political as it gets. They're continually screaming and yelling about the Koch brothers. This guy makes the Koch brothers... Look like a hobo. Democrats, uh, for more than a decade, almost always outraise and outspend Republicans. And yet, all they could talk about again are the Koch brothers. Um, so this Tom Steyer is a guy who made all of his billions, or the vast majority of his billions, in oil. <laughs> and now he's a big climate change, global warming guy. I mean, the hypocrisy of these people. Yeah, it's, it's just as bad as Al Gore selling his network uh, to an oil barren nation in Yemen. Uh, and they never get called on their hypocrisy, it seems. Seems like they just continually get away with it. And nobody brings it up and says, hey, you know, isn't this all about you making money? Isn't this all about uh, uh, your checkbook your future kind of seems like it to me uh triple eight later on today i think this is in hour three we're gonna have a veteran on who um has written a new book right brian moore um he wrote the book um uh it's right over there it's uh wounded spirits uh purple, oh, yeah, hearts, purple wounded spirits. hearts yeah wounded spirits yeah so um yeah, he's he's a great guy. Uh, he has really battled some issues. Uh, he found the solution, and now, now um, he's battling the uh, Veterans Administration just to have his constitutional rights. It's um, it's it's really amazing what veterans go through just trying to come back home and live normal lives, right. and and they get no quarter from a government that depends on them. And and the other interesting aspect of that is what is the VA other than government health care? 
It's government health care. And it is so screwed up. So they want to take control over more than just veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you imagine what a nightmare that'll be? Oh, and by the way, who screwed up in, um, as we talked about a few minutes ago, who screwed up in uh, allowing two psychotics to go into churches and shoot them up, Dylan Roof and this latest guy in Texas? The government. The government screwed up. But we're supposed to believe, oh, okay, well, let's give the government more control so they can screw up more things? No, thank you. Senate Republicans yesterday unveiled their tax plan, by the way. It would chop the corporate tax rate in, uh, is it six years or something? Jeez. And it would only be, it would only be temporary. It, they keep all seven tax brackets. They also want to do away with uh, deducting your property tax and your state income tax on your federal form. I mean, who is in charge? Why? Why do they call themselves Republicans? I I don't understand it. So their proposal is even worse, if you can believe it, than the Republicans. I guess it keeps tax breaks for the 401k accounts. Worse than the House. Charitable Mm -hmm. contributions. Reduces the burden on pass-through businesses by adding a deduction, supposedly. Senate plan increases the child tra- tax credit from one thousand to sixteen fifty. Woo, <laughs> woo! Thank you. Uh, doubles the exemption for the estate tax or so-called death tax, but doesn't eliminate it. In fact, ever the House plan at least eliminates it in six years. They don't eliminate it at all. I, I the House Ways and Means Committee voted Thursday to advance its tax bill. Uh, and they're both bad. There's, I don't even know what to root for here. Literally. literally. I really don't. Take it, the parties out of it. Pretend you didn't even know who was technically in power right now. Just go on. What have they done with their power? The party that is currently in office. How have they earned your vote in 2018 yet? Yeah, if, you're, if you've been in a 10-year coma and you just woke up today and you heard about this tax plan, you'd say, wow, when did the Democrats <laughs> get control again? Right. Ah! You'd want to go back to sleep. Good night. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Scott in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hey, boys. Hey. Mm-hmm. Hey, I wanted to remind you that mm-hmm. today, November tenth, is the two hundred and forty second birthday right. of the Marine, Marine Corps. Corps. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Marine Corps. Super five. I you should give props out to all those that have signed up to give up their liberty since seventeen seventy five. Right. Right. Uh, so, so Semper Fidelis yeah. means always faithful. Mm-hmm. It's great. Thanks, Scott. Right. Appreciate it. Uh, Bob in Missouri, welcome to the blaze. Yeah, how you doing, Pat? Doing good. Yeah. Hey, this this thing on Roy Moore. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've listened to the blaze for a long time. Mm-hmm. And everybody says we have a justice system in this country. You've said that. Glenn said it. Stu mm-hmm. said it. Mm-hmm. Yes. But now Roy Moore gets convicted or in the press, and you're calling for his head. No, I'm not. When did I do that? <laughs> well, I mean, you're saying you're saying just like just like he should step down. No, I didn't. 
Uh, those words have not come out of my mouth. They have not come out of my mouth. I have never well, said Roy Moore should step down. Okay, you're you're backing up the accusations. How am I backing up the accusations? You're saying, well, the girl was 14. Yes. And? And it's creepy from the other ones. Right. But you guys have been saying give the guy a chance, and just because Mo Brooks didn't win. Well, we wanted Mo Brooks before all of these allegations. Yeah, we just reminded you what Mo Brooks is like. Yeah, I mean, I, I we could have been scandal-free here, and the election wouldn't be in doubt at all uh, because Mo Brooks would be – he would win this election. But um, I am not saying, Bob, don't misunderstand. I'm not saying that I'm calling for – uh, Roy Moore's head. He needs to have his say in court. And I mentioned the fact that he vehemently denies these charges. I mean, we're just trying to work through this. We're, we're just uh, discussing yet another controversy which has come up. Mm. And uh, it's, it's going to happen more and more frequently. But I am not, I'm not convicting Roy Moore. I, I did say he's been kind of convicted in uh, the press because he has been. But I'm not saying he's guilty. I don't know. I wasn't there. Do you think in there's an any election? Is a there month it, before it, an election he yeah. starts being accused and he has no time? Yes, I think that's very suspect. I do, Bob. What do you think? Do what you, do you think about the allegations? I I say we have to find things out. But that's just what like I everybody say. else, they give nobody time. Who's they? Everybody, every John McCain and all these people are calling for him to step down and let somebody else go. Which I mentioned, which I said, uh, but I didn't say I support that because I don't. So do you think, however, that if these allegations are true, do you want him to be the next senator from the state of Alabama? No, I didn't say that either. No, well, do you? I mean, let's say they are true. Well, no. Okay, well, that's what that's what I'm saying. It <laughs> seems like we're on the same page, but you're huh. angry with me. And I'm just trying to understand why, Bob. Why? Is there something else going on in our relationship that maybe huh. you haven't been telling me about? Yeah, let's explore this, guys. Come on, come together. Should we dig into it a little bit? Hmm. Bob? Bob, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm just... Uh-huh. I'm, you're just. I'm hearing entirely different things on the. I mean, you are. the way you're saying it. Uh, uh-huh. Maybe it's your tone that My you're tone. you're grinding in that the girl was 14 years old. Well, we don't even know that. Well, we do know that because this. Well, somebody said. Yes. That's right. it. Somebody said. Yeah. Well, she was 14 and in 19... 19- and it was the Washington Post. Somebody said... She was 14 in 1979. That's... I mean, that's that much is a given. But did he approach her? Was it Roy, Roy Moore who did this? He says no. And I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I certainly don't think he should uh, step aside in this election. I, I haven't said that. Which is why I think, Bob, something else is going on here. I think there might be some other deep-seated issue... Uh, that we may have. Yeah, uh, what is it? And I, I'm just trying to explore what that might be. It's, it's, it's people like like McConnell, uh-huh. McCain, yes, 
Now Peter King. You got to call those guys. Yeah. I mean, don't don't project your issues with Mitch McConnell on this innocent Pat Gray here. Right. I mean, that's just a completely different relationship. I, I absolutely appreciate the call, Bob. Thank you. I absolutely have the same issues with McConnell and John McCain and certainly Peter King that you do. I can't stand those guys. They are Republicans in name only. They're progressives. Uh, they don't want somebody who's even close to conservative, a man like Roy Moore. Now, I have allowed for the possibility that it's true because there are certain things that lend credibility to it. None of these girls are actually saying that they went into these relationships uh, against their will. They're actually admitting that they dated him. They're actually admitting that they willingly went with him certain places. And it's unusual for a charge like that to be leveled if it wasn't, you know, if they weren't claiming something else. I mean, I, I would think if you really want to destroy Roy Moore and that's your goal, uh, you'd probably add some other allegations to this. So I've got a lot of tweets from uh, GOP bigwigs uh, from yesterday about these uh, allegations against Roy Moore. Every single one of these quotes uh, contains the word if, if they're true. Mm-hmm. Roy Moore should step down. If true, he should step aside. The only one that didn't use the word if is Senator McCain. It says the allegations against Roy Moore are deeply disturbing and disqualifying. He should immediately step aside and allow the people of Alabama to elect a candidate they can be proud of. In other words, he just said they're disturbing. He should step aside. So the only one that's really doing that is McCain. Um, and then uh, our own Senator John Cornyn from Texas did say that uh, the allegations are uh, deeply disturbing and troubling. It's up to the governor and the folks in Alabama to decide if he should step aside from the Senate race in the state. You know what else is deeply disturbing and troubling? John McCain and John Cornyn. They're both deeply disturbing. They never liked Roy Moore to begin with. And they don't like conservative principles to begin with. Yep. I just, I, I don't have, I don't have any patience for John McCain. I, you know, I admire his, his, what he did in the war. I, I, I admire that a lot, and especially on this Veterans Day, I thank him for his service. But he's been a garbage senator <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> a uh, long let's see. Time. Uh, hero in war, garbage, garbage in the in Senate. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about diet and exercise. They're right the basic formula for weight loss. You eat less and you exercise. There's no. There's really no magical cure. But if you want an extra boost in your plan to be healthier, got a supplement for you that might help. It's called RidUZone, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. It's an all-American company that offers a natural weight loss supplement extracted from olive oil. Why olive oil? Because it has a concentrated metabolite of olive oil, which uh, gives you that full feeling. You just feel like you don't need to eat anymore, and hopefully then you stop and you move on. Yes, it is. Riduzone sends an I am full message to your brain, regulates appetite, and thus body weight and body fat metabolism. It's a non-stimulant. It's naturally present in the body. This just stimulates more of it. It's gluten-free. And there are so many people who are into the gluten thing, despite the fact they're not allergic to gluten. I don't know where that came from, but... It's the cool thing now, and they are gluten-free. It's patented, and it's FDA-accepted. Riduzone. Get your crave back at its cave. To learn more and to order your own bottle of Riduzone, go to riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT, and you'll get 40% off your purchase. Pat Gray. 
only on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Today after the show, there's more show to see and hear and enjoy and well, love. Bonus show? Cherish. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna do uh Facebook Live uh on Facebook.com slash the blaze. Will that also be at Pat Unleashed? Hopefully. Ah, I know, sure. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna say yes. Ish. I don't know if that's the case. Qualify. Let's just say yes. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh our TV producer is going to make us taste some mystery Oreos uh, for the shortest segment of spoons ever done. Uh, dive deeper into some of the headlines. Uh, we might even play that guitar that I brought in today, just so we wouldn't have to talk as much. Play, play. Oh, I didn't even see that over there. And how, how could you not see that? Because I'm blind. Okay. Wow, that's awesome, man. All right. Isn't that awesome? Oh, there's no maybe. Oh, we're making you do that. Yeah. Uh, others in the... In the control room, noticed it, but okay. but not you. Well, that's because they're just in there standing around. I'm sorry that I'm going places in the building doing work. <laughs> okay. What? Uh, 888-933-93 <laughs> <Work, laughs> with whatever is on your mind. Uh, if something's uh, troubling you, perhaps we can clear it up for you. Perhaps We're here to help. I mean, that's that's what I'm... Plus, traffic and weather together every two minutes on the threes today. All <laughs> All day long. How are things on the turnpike right now? Uh, backed up. We're going to check in. With, backed uh, up. Yeah. Captain Tom here in a moment. We'll do that uh, coming up. Okay. Also, we're finding out some new information uh, about the Texas shooter. Apparently, he had a past history of, well, of course, if it's history, it's going to be in the past. He had a history of, <laughs> That's good. of admiring other shooters, Dylan Roof in particular. Uh, they just, obviously, the guy is nuts. He's nuts. He was crazy. Uh, Dylan Roof is the racist mass murderer who also targeted a church, the one in South Carolina. And apparently he told a friend and former Air Force colleague he admired Dylan Roof after the shooting. And he's, he, he said, hey, isn't it cool? Did you catch the news? According to this friend, he would say he wished he had the nerve to do it, but all he'd be able to do is kill animals. Sick twisted demented individual and that's that's what's so difficult to deal that's what we have to deal with people the people and what's causing this and I, there's no easy solution to that guy should have had guns and he got guns so the laws we already had on the books should have taken care of this issue because he shouldn't have had a gun and yet he did triple eight nine hundred Jared in Indiana, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Um, long-time listener, man. I uh, started listening to you in Houston. and uh, Wow. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, just discovered the new show about three weeks ago, and I got a bone to pick with you. Okay. In the, in the few weeks I've been listening, I think I've heard maybe two shamans <laughs> and one <laughs> ee and no references to the children. Wow. And I would want, would you wow. work some of that in for me in the future? Well, I Appreciate have to. It. That's just sheer negligence wow. on my part, isn't I it? I guess so. It's, it's, a, it's a short sight, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, uh, Jared. Thanks, uh, buddy. 
Because what kind of freak would not do that? Shamo! <laughs> it's horrifying that there would be so few Michael Jackson references during this show. Oh. Am I right? What kind of... That's horrifying. Mm-hmm. It's horrifying. Boy, I can't imagine what he'd be going through if he were around right now with all the allegations being dropped. Well, like Roy Moore, I love the children. Do I you know? love the 12-year-old boy children. Uh, so apparently <laughs> does uh, uh, Charlie Sheen, if you're to listen to the allegations going on with him. Yep. <sighs> he loved the children. Hmm. Uh, a little more than Michael, apparently. <laughs> and, you know... It makes you wonder, some of these stories we're hearing about Hollywood and what a cesspool that place is. That's the word. Just an absolute cesspool. Supposedly, according to other actors who talked to Corey Haim, who is now no longer around to defend himself or talk about this issue, he died, I think of an overdose years ago. Yes. 2012. Uh, he, 2012? Yeah. So, apparently... Charlie Sheen did more than take Corey Haim Haim under his wing. Um, He told him that it was the normal thing in Hollywood for an older guy to get with a young boy actor. That everybody does it, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just what happens. And apparently, Corey Haim listened to that, and they went ahead and uh, did that. And... Then they apparently got together on some other occasion. So I I wasn't aware that Charlie Sheen is what? Bisexual? Or if you're to believe these allegations anyway. And again, they may not be true. I don't know. It just seems like with Charlie Sheen, would anything surprise you when it comes to him? And when you look into the divorce decree, the divorce settlement with uh, Denise Richards, when, when they split up in 2005... Part of the record said that it was his obsession with young boys that broke him up. And then we heard from the guy, there was an actor in London when they were talking about Kevin Spacey. And he said, you'd be hard pressed to find a young man in Hollywood or in acting who has not been sexually abused by by some other actor, uh, a male actor in Hollywood. So it's pretty despicable. And in this environment, it is really hard to discern what's right and what's wrong, who's telling the truth, and, and who isn't. That's why in the Roy Moore situation, I, I don't know who to believe. I'll, I'll say again, if the, act, if the accusations are true, he's committed illegal sexual acts, and he shouldn't be in the Senate. If they're not true, well, then he can absolutely serve in the U.S. Senate. And there's a few things that lend credibility. The fact that, you know, the stories aren't so outlandish that you just say, wow, this guy is completely out of his mind. It just sounds like, you know, he liked to date young girls. And in the case of the 14-year-old instant, when he got her into her bra and panties and touched her, that's obviously sexual harassment. That's sexual assault. Because you can't, I mean, you, you can't give permission legally when you're 14. And then people point to the fact that his wife is 14 years younger than he is as, you know, maybe an indication that he does like younger women. But uh, if you're going to put everybody, every man in jail for being interested in younger women, you know, when they're an adult and so is she, then you pretty much have the entire population of men in prison. Uh, 888 900 
also the uh, Rand Paul situation continues to be very, very weird. The attacker actually pled not guilty yesterday in court. So I don't know. I can't explain Ron Rand Paul's injuries then. How did he come up with six broken ribs if that's the case? I don't know, but we'll uh, continue to unravel some of these things. Continue to uh, talk to you at 888-933-93. And then after the show, we got even more show with Facebook Live. So join us for all of it on Pat Gray Unleashed. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And so are you. Thank you for that. 888-933-93. OJ Simpson just, he just can't quite live in civilized society. (laughs) Right. I don't know what the deal is. The juice was loose at a Las Vegas hotel. He uh, was booted out of it because he got drunk and unruly. You would think he uh, would be as careful, as cautious, as humanly possible, wouldn't you? But he can't. I I just don't think it's in him. Police dispatcher referred to Simpson by name, saying, Arenthal is here. (laughs) In an audio recording obtained by TMZ, dispatcher apparently had thought uh, Simpson was a pizza shop inside the hotel. What? He's actually sitting inside the bar. Oh, they thought Simpson was in the pizza shop, but he was actually in the bar uh, asking about the pizza shop. Okay. <laughs> this guy just got out of prison after having been in there for nine years for some lame. I mean, okay, yeah, they held people at gunpoint. They didn't shoot anybody. Uh, nobody got hurt. They called it kidnapping because they kept him in the room for f- like five minutes or something. But, you know, the... The severity of the sentence, I think, came a lot from the fact that he probably killed two people than more than than the memorabilia situation. Wait, what are you referring to? I just know him from the hotel robbery. Is there more? <laughs> no, uh-uh, because he's he was found innocent of other things. Sure. So those just aren't even on your record. Seriously, now. man, just be cool. Mm. You're free. Yeah, he can't. Okay. He can't do it. Obviously. Didn't we say when he was released, it won't be long before he's in trouble again? And sure enough, I mean, of course, he's not, he hasn't been arrested or anything, but he was kicked out of a hotel because he's drunk and disorderly. Looks like Hollywood is out of ideas. They're just rehashing old shows now. Variety is reporting that Warner Brothers is working with Amazon to develop a Lord of the Rings TV series. Hmm. Warner Brothers and the Tolkien Estate have apparently been considering this for quite a while, but it looks like Amazon, you know, who's trying to expand their programming, uh, they really want to make it happen. Amazon 
has some good shows um, that are original, like The Man in the High Castle. Have you ever seen that? We gave it a couple so, of episodes. It was it's uh, what would happen mm-hmm. if the Nazis had won the war, and so the United States is uh, has been conquered and it's been divided up between Japan on the in the west and Germany in the east. Interesting premise with some uh, twists. They also have a show called The Tick, which I haven't seen, but I think that's like a superhero thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it'll be interesting to see if they uh, team up and and do something good with Lord of the Rings. It's, I just can't see Lord of the Rings being a TV show under any circumstances. Uh, did you like the movies? I like the movies a lot. And yeah, the I do books too. and stuff. Yeah, me too. I just mm. it's hard to imagine what you would do with that because the movies did it so well. Well, and think of how long of an <clears throat> epic it is, and you're committing right. to how long of a TV run. You got to be pretty confident it's going to be around for a while to do this right. Yeah, and fortunately, they found a guy who really did it right. Peter Jackson really did that trilogy well, and then he did The Hobbit really well. And I, I liked all those movies, and that's what it's going to be compared against. You know, the movies were compared against the book, and they held up fairly well. Mm-hmm. And then the TV show will be compared to the movies, and it probably won't hold up. But I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe it'll surprise us. Okay. I was just thinking of some uh, things that I'd like to see brought back. I really liked, I really liked the TV show V. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. They were actual that as a aliens. Kid. They were lizards or something. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, I, I specifically remember one scene from the from V. I guess he was in a bar room fight. There was a human mm-hmm. and an alien guy, mm-hmm. and he went to kick the alien guy in the crotch. Mm-hmm. And then the other alien guy, the good guy, said, uh, "I believe the desired effect you're looking for can be achieved this way." And he shoves his hand under his arm or something. Oh so yeah, I guess yeah. Because <laughs> his privates were in a different spot. <laughs> I guess. Okay. So there you go. That's what. That's the only thing I remember from that show when I was a kid. Uh, but I liked it. I did. Now, yeah. my personal belief is this is a little off topic, but my personal belief is that aliens will have the same anatomy as we do in the same place and look the same because they're created by the same creator. He made us in his image. Is he going to make them look like, you know, bug-eyed green people? No. That's they're going to be made you. in his image. I never thought of that because um, yeah. I know you do believe that there's life out there. I do. But I never did ask you, you know, a follow-up. You know, did, you don't think they look like the caricature mm. big no. eyes and stuff? Huh? I think they look just like us. Wow. Because so they would look like their v. creator. Uh, 888-933-93. And people say, well, okay, but what about the different conditions on a different planet? And you'd, you'd evolve a different way. Well, all the planets are going to have to be generally, uh, you know, similar to Earth because the conditions for life are here. Hmm. So those conditions would have to be replicated on a, on a place with life, right? So they're going to develop like we did. That's interesting. At least that's my theory. Hmm. So V would be a good one. There was also a show I really liked called The 4,000, where 4,000 people were taken from Earth, and then they all started coming back, and they all had uh, different issues. I think special powers or something they could do. Or... I wanted to see that. I never did. And if you're going to make a TV series from a movie, I would also like to see Harry Potter become a TV series, although you would have the same problems as... Lord of the Rings, the expectations would be really high, and it'd be hard to pull that off. Yep. But so we could talk about that, uh, what you'd like to see come back, or anything else that's been on your mind, uh, politically or otherwise. Coming up, 888-900-3393. Let's go to Ken in New Jersey. Hey, Ken. Hey, Pat. How hey. are you? Doing good. Hey, hold on one second. Let me take you off my speaker. All right, uh, that'd be great. You can hear me. Yeah, hold on one second. Uh-huh. Uh, here we go. 
Okay. So, hey, I've got a uh, – I'm an old soldier. I've got a vet story, given tomorrow's Veterans Day, that I think is really a great story. And in large part, you and Gled inspired it. Oh. And let me really quickly tell you the story. Mm-hmm. So um, about 10 years ago, I was listening to Glenn and, and you and Stu, and when you were encouraging uh, us to get involved in our community – I ran for and, and I served on our school board just outside Philadelphia, where I discovered we were doing nothing to recognize and honor the kids who were graduating from our school district and who were enlisting directly in the military, not going off to ROTC or West Point. The 1% of kids that were deciding to, to go to the Watchtower and, and do their service to their nation so their classmates could do their thing. So I decided to take it upon myself to do a dinner in our community uh, 10 years ago. And uh, the military, the Pentagon, did a story on us. And now 10 years later, our community salutes, which is the name of the organization, our community salutes is in over 50 locations across the country, 23 states, including four chapters in Texas. And last year, we honored nearly 30,000 high school seniors and over 100,000 parents and their families to say thank you to these young men and women who have decided to serve their nation right after high school, not go on to college. They'll go on some other day after they do their time in, in the service. But it was all inspired by you guys. You guys, uh, again, wow. I, I, A, to get on the school board to begin with, which was a nightmare to begin with. But then it just took off. And um, I wanted to thank you guys. Again, Veterans Day, we probably have now created over the last 10 years, uh, probably close to 10,000 veterans. Uh, We're an all-volunteer organization. We need other volunteers. We need more chapters. Uh, If I could give a plug to our website, it's ourcommunitysalutes.org or ocs.today. It's a shortcut, ocs.today. And um, thank you because, uh, you know, these people, oftentimes these moms and dads go underground because they're tired of defending their son or daughter's decision to serve our nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go to our website, you see the videos. Uh, again, we need volunteers. We need people that contribute their time, their talents, um, and, uh, and we could really make this even three times bigger than it is right now. That's tremendous. Uh, thanks for doing that, Ken. That is, that's awesome. Uh, it's ourcommunitysalutes.org or ocs.today. I believe you said. Yeah, ourcommunitysalutes.org. Looks really good, man. God bless you. Nice job. That's awesome. And seriously, thank you to all our veterans on this Veterans Day. Definitely. Mm. Dave in Ohio, you're on the blaze. Hi. How you doing, Pat? Uh, I was uh, hearing about that thing that's going on with the Senate race in Alabama where it happened in 1979. Now a month before the election, it's just coming out and blah, blah, blah. It seems like all today that's... A lot of sexual things that happened in the past, allegedly, you know, are coming mm-hmm. out. I was wondering the same people that are really outraged now, like even Peter King, you had, as I was waiting for it here, he had to say in some of these people. I wonder if these would be the same people that would sit down at a dinner table and take a selfie with Bill Clinton and say, oh, look who I took a selfie with. Or say, like, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson when he was still alive. You know, they'd kind of, you know, take a selfie with him. Well, look who I'm with. And, you know, what happened in their past, That's how they sure. feel. But now they're coming out. With just allegations, there's never been charges against this man, has there? Just allegations, no. right? Yeah, that, just the allegation. And, and as far as I know, that just came up yesterday. So, um, right. no, and there's no charges. Right, the election. That's, yeah, that's, it's, that's the, the timing is definitely interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yes. and especially how close the Senate is, where if he, they lose this mm-hmm. guy and the Democrats get it, how hard it would be for Trump to get anything done. It just seems like another lowball thing that 
the Democrats are really pushing like it's it's been the race thing for how long? I mean, they tried everything else. Now they're pushing race. Now it's sexual assault. I mean, it's I think it's just I mean, it's just it's disgusting. I mean, yes, there's like, I guess, dirty politics, which that's gone on forever. But this is just I mean, it's you're despicable. ruining people's lives. Yeah. I mean, just being a you know, accused of something like that haunts you forever. And one comment before, um, you know, I think anybody that were to like, literally like Tawana Brawley, remember her with Al Sharpton Mm -hmm. or people like her that actually go Mm -hmm. to the police department, file charges, little charges against somebody, and then come to find out that they're it's there. They were lying and the people were innocent of it. I believe the person who made those allegations should be charged with something that has a severe, price to pay for it to yes. make these people you know it is as a deterrent as a deterrent mm-hmm. i mean because that's the only way because tawana brawley she just wanna they, she did get sued i believe for al sharpton years later and did have to pay money but it would be a deterrent for somebody i mean because you're ruining somebody's life you call uh-huh. them a rapist or unless you're you know bill clinton then you can be called <laughs> you know, <whatever. laughs> yeah, but i mean if you're accused of rape or child molestation that yes. haunts you forever. Sure. I don't care if, you know, you can go on TV and say, that person didn't do it, I was lying. They're still going to look at you, and you'll probably ruin your life. No yeah. question. Uh, thank you very much. How about this? Thanks, How about Dave. this Appreciate is a solution it. to uh, deter mm-hmm. accusers like this? What if a jury, at the conclusion of finding a defendant innocent, if they think that this was completely made up, then the person that brought the false claims gets to serve the same amount of time as the other person would have had they been found guilty. What do you think of that one? Uh, I think they should at least have to pay for all court fees. Court fees, lawyers, the loser pays. Because if you, know, if you are falsely accusing somebody, there's a lot of expense that goes into defending yourself. She said, Here's a, listen to what Republican, supposed Republican... Peter King said about Roy Moore, he tweeted out an hour ago. It's so hideous. I would say, unless he can prove his innocence, the burden is now on him. Within the next day or so, I believe he has to step down. Excuse me? What? The burden of proof is on the accuser. What has happened to the United States of America? The burden of proof? He's got to prove he's innocent? Uh, Peter... That's not how America works. What in the world? I would say unless he can prove his innocence, the burden is now on him. I mean, it's just it's completely upside down. That's just completely the opposite (sighs) of our justice system. We don't recognize our country. Yeah, that's where we are right now. It's unbelievable. Cosmo Hurts Kids. Let me tell you about the mission that uh, Victoria Hurst is on. The Hearst Corporation, her family's corporation, publishes Cosmopolitan Magazine, which is known as Cosmo. But Victoria believes Cosmo contains pornography, which is harmful to children. So she's not trying to censor the magazine or put them out of business. She just wants state's material, harmful to minor laws, applied to Cosmo. So if you're under 18, you can't buy the magazine. And then it would spare you from uh, articles And photos like star sign tattoos are here to take your astrology obsession to the next level. Uh, Is that what you want your kid to aspire to? Oh, so it's like your your horoscope sign tattooed to your face? Yeah. Not to mention all the hot sex tips that are plastered all over the cover. And, you know, the sleazy pictures inside. I mean, it's just, it is pornography, I believe. If you don't, that's fine. If you do, support the Cosmo Hurts Kids dot com campaign go there today 
and take a stand against porn being sold to uh, your kids. Kids who are under 18. Visit CosmoHurtsKids.com today. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. I think we're going to break out the guitar because I'm losing my voice, and so I don't want to talk as much. So I'm just going to play. Well, the remedy would be just to sing at the top of your voice. No, I'm not going to sing. I don't sing and play. I can't. I'm I'm too spastic to actually sing and play at the same time. I can't do either. I I can't do that. Uh, 888-933-93. So that's coming up on Facebook Live immediately following the show. But boy, uh, these sexual allegations just keep coming. Breaking now, three-time gold medal gymnast Allie Raisman says she was sexually abused by former USA Gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser and is angry about the culture that allowed the abuse to go on. So that's what she's going to claim on 60 Minutes. She's now 23. She was a star gymnast on the 2012 and 2016 Olympic teams. She's earned six medals overall, said she was first treated by Nasser when she was 15 years old. Uh, why are we looking at why are we looking at why didn't the girls speak up? She said in a short clip. Why not look at what about the culture? What did USA Gymnastics do and Larry Nasser do to manipulate these girls so much that they're so afraid to speak up? Reporter says to her, "You're angry." She says, "Yes, I, I am angry. I'm really upset because it's been I care a lot, you know. When I see these young girls." that come up to me and they ask for pictures or autographs, whatever it is, I just, I can't. Every time I look at them, every time I see them smiling, I just think, I just want to create change so that they never, ever have to go through this. I mean, is there a place? Is there a space? Is there an organization where this is not going on? Raisman is the second member of the famed Fierce Five team of American gymnasts to speak out about uh, this doctor. Wow. Oof. Last month, under the Me Too hashtag, Michaela Maroney said Nasser sexually abused her. Under the guise of providing medically necessary treatment, that treatment began when Maroney was 13, continued through her stellar performance at the 2012 Olympics. It seemed whenever and wherever this man could find the chance I was treated. It happened in London before my team and I won the gold medal, and it happened before I won my silver. Maroney described one incident with him as the scariest night of my life. Is it possible to put an end to this type of abuse? Is it possible for survivors to speak out without putting their careers and dreams in jeopardy? I hope so, she said. Our silence has given the wrong people power for too long, and it's time to take our power back. And remember, it's never too late to speak up. You know, I guess that's true. It's just strange that it's all spilling out now. Mm, might and be just a case of safety in numbers now. I mean, I don't know. I guess it is. Yeah, the environment is such that, I, I guess, you're going to be 
you're going to be more protected because there's so many of these allegations and nobody's going to want to kick you off a team for making the allegation now. Not in this environment. So it doesn't even say, I don't even, it doesn't even say what the guy supposedly did to them. But apparently it's in the USA uh, gymnastics culture that this kind of stuff goes on. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. David in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hey, good morning, Pat. Hi. Yeah, I saw the uh, you know USA Today uh, attachments for the uh, AR fifteen, and uh, I, I was so surprised to see the uh, chainsaw attachment because <laughs> uh, you know I didn't know they made them like that. I'd like to have one, but when Glenn did his homemade attachments in the uh, studio the other day uh-huh. uh, and put the chainsaw on it and the shotgun on it and the pistol with the meat cleaver and the <laughs> black spray painted assault knife and, you know, all the other attachments. He made a really good, you know, idea there. But one of the ideas that hasn't been heard of yet that, that I heard of is a spear gun attachment. Wow, and yeah. The problem with that is it's a single shot, and you got it takes a little while to reload it. So they came out with a better one is the uh, spitball, <laughs> spitball attachment that okay. is it's right now only semi-automatic, but I understand they're coming out with a bump straw attachment for it to make the spitball <clears throat> attachment fully automatic. Wow! So you wouldn't have to pull the trigger multiple times for multiple spitballs. They just keep coming once you pull, once you pull that trigger. They spitballs yeah, just keep firing. Bump straw. Once the bump straw attachment's on there, you got a fully automatic, and you just you know you maybe need a classroom of sixth graders to yeah. put you in paper to be able to reload. <laughs> now, how many how many spitballs at a time would the would the clip hold? Do you think? Uh, Any I, idea? I think the single shot holds like. 30 which that would get mm. it banned because yeah. it holds more than 10 but the uh with the bump stock attachment i think then you can raise it up to at least 100 round <laughs> spitball magazine oh boy we're gonna wow. need new regulations for this we are this is out of control thanks david triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. fred in wyoming welcome to the blaze okay good morning pat guys hey. you guys are hard to get a hold of yeah hey uh yeah. it's not veterans day tomorrow actually is but happy Veterans Day from a, a guy who did three tours in Vietnam. Wow. God Thank you for your service, Fred. Well, ain't no problem. Bergdahl's got my hair on fire. Yeah. Uh, I mean, first of all, we got $65 a month combat pay in the 60s. 65 okay. bucks a month? Yeah, that was our combat pay. Wow. And, that's and, uh, terrible. I was an E5, so I got a whole $214. Wow. So I got $300 a month. So I got to thinking how long it would have taken me to get 300000 back pay. And how long? I don't know. I'd still be in, I think. <laughs> I think you would. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, man. So, Fred, did you have did you come come away with any of the you know side issues like Agent Orange or any of those things? Uh, I'm full of uh, yeah, that, yeah. That's a I was a riverboat uh, riverboat guy. Okay, Mobile River on one, the first River on one with SEAL Team One. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the wasn't 60s. wasn't uh, John Kerry a riverboat guy too? Oh no, no. Oh, no. he wasn't. He well, he was on a PC. Uh, it was a 
like an eighty foot boat. Okay. You, you know, know but, you know. Every time a bell rang, John Kerry got another Purple Heart. I don't know if you're yeah, aware of that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's. Yeah. You know, and I, and I got to tell you, being on the boats, you know, I got sunk on the Quiviet River, July fourth, uh, nineteen sixty-seven, and uh, it's in the time life books. I'm on the fifty caliber, but uh, the funny thing is, I'm going. It's July fourth. Take the day off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how were you treated when you got home, Fred? Uh, oh, God, don't even go there. Really? Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, I am a recipient of a couple of awards, I call them. But uh, when I went into Frisco, you know, of all places, you know, it was horrible. Mm, I bet it was. It was bad. And, uh, mm. you know, uh, I got out. Uh, my son was born March of 70, so they gave me a three, 90 days early out for doing three tours in Vietnam. But, uh uh, you know, I, I it was so you couldn't talk about it. There was no PTSD. Right. Uh, there was no traumatic head injury. Right. Problems. And there they, were a lot and they denied. Didn't they denied for a long time the Agent Orange situation too. Oh they, yeah, I was uh, long time. Actually, of all places, I was I volunteered in the Boulder, Colorado mm. Vet Center, and uh, at that time when Zumwalt's son uh, was having problems with Agent Orange, you know. Yeah. Well, Fred, we, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your service. Yes. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call, too. Uh, it's despicable what happened to those guys. Just absolutely despicable. 888 It's Friday, and whatever's on your minds, fair game. Here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Ah, oh, Jeffy, chewing the fat coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Alright. Yeah, it's time for Jeffy and chewing the fat. I'm Pat Grand Leash. Happy Friday. Thank you. How in the world are you? Oh. I mean Brolo, good to see you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate the respect of well, using my name. For. BLP, BLP in the house. That's what I'm here for. I've been a little, little, little upset at you. Oh, why? Uh, Everybody, since, a, lot of, uh, a lot of people are right? apparently. Really? Yeah. Well, get in line. Okay. They can get in line behind me. Mm-hmm. I'm a little mad at you. Why? Hey, you kind of bad mouthing me uh, this morning on the Glenn Beck Radio program. Well, it's despicable that you're in the lead in this armadillo thing. It's unacceptable. It's just unacceptable. You're a bad mouth of me, but all of you, Cannot I don't happen. like it. I wasn't even in there. I couldn't be in there to defend myself. You just bring me back. I, I, and I just want to know how you've rigged this thing in mm, your favor, because I, like I don't understand it. There's something radically I wrong. I like it. Okay. Go to mercuryone.org. Please click on My Armadillo and donate whatever you can yeah. to the Mercury One Fund. Jeffy's still in the lead. Right now. I don't care for that either. <laughs> it's despicable. It's unpardonable. It's unimaginable. So anyway. What do you got for us today? Well, this Louis C.K. story has kind of thrown me for a loop a little bit because this is another another story that has come to light that I don't know that he did anything wrong. 
right? I mean, he, he might have been creepy. Uh, it might be uh, weird, but... What is it he's accused of? He's accused of masturbating. Well, he does not use that. Okay. Way. Pleasuring he's himself. Pleasuring himself. All right. Well, whatever. But I mean, that's what he... Pleasuring himself uh, in front of other people, specifically women. Okay. Well, that's... Against mm. their will, right? I no. Mean, that's, no. 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 He's like, hey, he do, asked, do you want to see me do this? And yes. They go, and, and they, they said, said yes. yes. Yeah, I'd like to. And no. they said, okay. Come on. They said, okay. And he did. And they laughed. And then they left. What? See, that's not. And, yeah. Okay. In the workplace? Creepy. Or? Yes. Yeah. No, he asked him back to the hotel room and said, hey, uh, want to watch me? And they either said, one girl said, I was really weirded out and said no and left. Okay, good uh-huh. for you. Uh-huh. That's what you were supposed to do. Uh-huh. And two of the girls said, we said, yeah, sure. <laughs> and he did. And then when he was done, they laughed and then left. And they, they admit, right, that they, yeah. so they kind of liked it. And it was just like they Why were Why are we even frozen? hearing about this then? Why are we even hearing about it? Because we're, we're in the age of enlightenment. <laughs> yeah. We're in the age of enlightenment, I guess. Uh. It's just a matter of, hey, if you are any kind of, uh, any kind of sexual weirdo, uh, we're bringing you down. Right? I mean, it's got to be. You're waiting for the I'm door not- to knock? <laughs> no, okay. so weird. I get okay. I and get he the admits okay. he admits this. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, well, he's, 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 yeah, well, he, yes, didn't, he didn't. I don't know that he commented on the story yeah, in the New York Times. It, I just saw the headline come across that uh, comedian Louis C.K. says allegations of sexual misconduct are true and expresses remorse. Yeah, I, I mean, how is that? If you, not, but uh, wait, if you've asked someone if they want to see you do this, that's right. Yeah. Is this between the two of you, then? I right? know. This is the same story. I saw another story today. That somebody brought it to my office. I'm, I'm working I'm working in my office, my little room. It's not really an office. It's closet. closet. Let's be honest. And they said, here, just thinking about your chewing the fat segment. And the headline is, man accused of touching strangers' belly buttons. <laughs> Banned for some local college campuses. <laughs> you know, I said, yeah, just set it there. I'll, I'll take a look at it. And I look at it. It's man accused. I said, well, that's weird. Mm-hmm. So I read the story. He's been in jail. He's been shut down. He's been banned from going to parks. What does he do? He asks women if he can touch their belly buttons. And hey, if they say no, he doesn't then. And then if they say right. right. In fact, in the story, the lady says uh, he came to me and said he was doing some uh, college hazing. And if it was okay, wanted to ask me some questions. And then if it was okay, if I touch, if he touched my belly button, I asked him. What's going to happen if I say no? I'll probably ask someone else. So I lifted up my shirt and let him do it. <laughs> That's okay. So not a crime. Then. Why is that a crime? It, it, it isn't. I mean, he's been he's it been isn't. in front of judges. He's been. I don't get it. I, I don't. I don't know. What state was that in? I don't know. Who oh. does? Does it matter? I just wondered. In today's world, I don't know. Very I mean, strange. Very, very right. I mean, we we know there's some you know quirky people with kinky things, and but if if it's consensual and you're these aren't underage girls, and I'm assuming they're not, they're in college. So why and you're just touching a belly button? I mean, as weird as it is, right? I with get their get consent. That's not right. That's not a crime. Uh, someone just asked if they could touch my belly button, and I let them. Uh, Mr. Police officer, could you go please arrest them? 
Um, doesn't no. Sense. Doesn't it doesn't. Sense. It's just a. I mean, who's going to say no to a guy that wants to touch your belly button? Well, I am. I mean, you're mm-hmm. in the park. You're out for a walk. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I touch your belly button? Sure, go ahead. And you, right? I mean, with you, it'd be like, oh, I was just hoping you'd ask me that. <laughs> right? I mean, you don't want. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that's, if that's a quote. But it's probably something close to that. Who yeah. wants who wants two days to be exactly the same? But they like to mix it up a little bit. Why is it? I mean, if you're walking to the park, and seriously, and the guy says, "Hey, uh, I'm in part of a you know college thing, and uh, part of the deal is, can I uh, can I touch your belly button?" I'm and gonna say like, no. And you're gonna say no. Um, no. Well, if you try, have a nice day. If you try, you'll pull back a bloody stump. What does that say to you? <laughs> they won't be able so, to touch belly buttons after that. Right. <laughs> right. So then they they move on. You haven't committed a crime then. No. No. It's, he's asked the question and we've gone. We, we have to get back to remembering it's not a crime to ask somebody a question. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. It's, not, it's like the I can't be offended crime. It's yeah. like it's not a crime. Well, the offended crime. I mean, right. We've got the you can't do anything anymore in the old days, right? Uh, we saw the story yesterday about, uh, and I, I don't have it in my stack, of the school in Oregon uh, College, they played uh, Steve Martin's King Tut from what forty years ago. Yes, and they were offended. They start. They were saying that that was offensive. In what way? Uh, in the story, they talk about cultural uh, appropriation yes, or yes. whatever nonsense. Okay. And I mean, uh, guess what? You it's okay. You can be offended. You know, I, get I your safe space. I don't care about that because that's liberals uh, eating their own. Because you know, I know, but at the same time, let them. it's time to. I mean, they're they're getting caught up in this same fire that they started. So now it's burning out of control. Good luck. Yeah, I, and I know we've talked, you and I have talked about that before on and off the air, but at some point, I mean, we've got to put out the fire, right? Yes, we should. Yeah, we should. But I don't think we're going to. I don't think we are either. Very sad. In uh, good news, though, I'll give you a little good news before I move on to some other bad news. Uh, an anonymous donor has offered to pay, and I, I don't know if you had talked about this earlier or not, but an anonymous donor offered to pay for a new church in Sutherland Springs, uh, Texas, after the shooting. Uh, they uh, the the preacher wanted to tear it down, got the okay to tear it down, and because uh, he felt like uh, very few people wanted to go in that church anymore, mm-hmm. uh, despite the fact that he just wants to make it into a prayer garden, which I think is a, a really good idea because mm-hmm. uh, you do want to remember, you just don't want to go into that particular building anymore for the horrors. But an anonymous donor has uh, paid for the construction of a new church, said that he'll, they'll pay for the new church. So nice fantastic. Story. It's nice so to have a nice story. The, from people, time the to people will actually get a nice new church and be able to worship again. Without, I like to be uh, reminded that. that there still are good people yes. in the world. Abs- it helps <laughs> once in a while, doesn't it? Yeah, because really you does. forget. And Mercury One is actually, you know, uh, taking donations to help them down there and help anywhere that there's anything horrific <laughs> happened. But uh, specifically, there are still some good people. Yes. I mean, that's, it is nice to know. Yes. No question. Uh and uh, yesterday I saved, uh, I had the Jerry Jones story, and I thought, ah, let's wait till tomorrow because we'll probably find out what will happen with uh, Ezekiel Elliott yeah. uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, uh, Dallas Cowboy fans are a little bummed. This is unbelievable. Uh, the to ruling, me. the ruling says, uh, eh, no, uh, you're you're going to go ahead and be suspended for six games. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day. So now he's not eligible until the final game of the season, right? Well, or last two, I think, last right? Two. The December, December, Christmas Eve is against. Uh, Philadelphia, I think. And on the other hand, had he not fought this and just accepted 
It'd be over. What everybody knew was inevitable. It'd be over by now, and he'd be back playing. And instead, at the critical part of the season, he's out again. It's just amazing. The uh, NFL Players Association requested an expedited appeal, though, and the court responded uh, later yesterday by saying that they have scheduled a hearing for December 1st. Mm. So he might get a reprieve mm. and only miss four games. Okay. I wonder what lucky team mm. gets to face the Cowboys first without Ezekiel Elliott this Ooh, the Sunday. Atlanta Falcons. Oh, well, really? I didn't know that. However, I wonder if this will uh, increase the inevitability that uh, owner Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, will sue uh, the NFL to block the contract extension of Commissioner Roger Goodell. Mm. Uh, there's been inside uh, track that he's had uh, meetings and phone calls with uh a few of the other owners on the inside that uh, have uh, were there around saying that it was okay to let Roger extend his contract mm-hmm. a few months ago. Uh, eh, eh. Uh, they are not they are against that now, especially Jerry. Uh-huh. Holy cow! I mean, now that the now that the uh, <laughs> suspension is is gone through, have a nice day. Yeah, I mean Jerry's going to be all wound up at Goodell. Man, there's no doubt about that. And then. Uh, have you ever, I always wanted to be a monk. <laughs> I don't know about you. Pat. I'm sorry. You've always I always wanted to be a monk. monk. I always, always thought being a monk would be kind of cool. Mm. Uh-huh. Just, uh huh. you know, and I can't. What I do this. That's one thing story. I think of you when I. That's, when I, I know that. When, when I, I think of you, I think, wow, I, I'm surprised he hasn't become a monk. Downright synonymous. <laughs> I mean, you know, because when you look at you, and you listen to you, you're thinking, wow, this guy's monk material through and through. I start it. Except for the exact opposite. They're closing up. Really? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. anyway, in Germany, mm-hmm. after 883 years, the Cistercian monastery is going to close. So the oh. monks, there's not enough monks anymore. Oh no! Don't say that. Well, that I should have been a monk. Yeah. Been a you missed your chance. I should. Well, maybe not because it's not closed yet. I mean, oh. it's going to close this year. Okay. But it's been open. I mean, it's existed for almost 900 years, and now it's closing for good because of the shortage of monks. Mm. I should have been a monk. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. what? you walk around in a cool robe. Yeah, you do. And, uh, and you pray. And you Don't sing. you have to shave like the top I circle around your hair? Who cares? It's just your hair. Just your hair. Okay. Hair's not important. What's important is the... It's the spirituality of it. The monkosity. The monkosity. Monkosity. Yeah, the monkosity. That, that's mm-hmm. what's important. Yeah. I, I think monkosity, monkosity. Jeffy. Uh, rest in peace to John Hillerman. Yeah. Who? Uh, John Hillerman, you remember him best as Higgins on Magnum P.I. Makes oh, me sad. Yeah. Uh, 84 years old. I would say, oh, yeah, he died in Houston, Texas. He was a Houstonite. Yeah, he uh-huh. was. That's right. The Texas uh-huh. man. Yes. Uh, very sad to see uh, Higgins go. Yeah, sad. Higgy uh, baby. You don't sound. Nuts. Thank you, Higgy baby. You don't sound like you cared for really? What's Magnum P.I. Oh, or John Hillerman or Higgins. I No, I feel badly about it. What do, what do you want from I mean, me? Who's going to feed Zeus and Apollo now, man? I don't know. What do you want? What do you want from me? I don't. I want more than what you gave. Do you want me to, for John Hillerman? Me I want too, more Jeffy. than what you gave for John uh, Hillerman. Break down and weep openly. What yes. do you want? From I me? mean, that might be overdoing it uh, okay. for John Hillerman. No, it wouldn't. But maybe uh, you know. Uh, oh, that's right, John Hillerman. I loved him as Higgins, and, and it was sad to see I him go. I didn't and, really watch Magnum. <gasps> I knew it. I knew we were getting down. Thank you. <laughs> the top-rated show with Tom Selleck and oh, John Hillerman. Yeah. I knew there was something. And <laughs> we found it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Not an American. I can't. I can't believe you admitted that on uh, uh, national radio. But okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, your BYU Cougars playing tonight. Tonight. Oh. Tonight against the uh, the fighting rebels, the running rebels of UNLV. Can yeah. you say that on the air? Rebels. 
For the Running Rebel? Ooh. I mean, mm. let's back that up. Mm. Too late to dump that in there, Ron? Yeah, they, they are going to fight the University of Las Vegas. Nevada, Las playing. Vegas. And, uh, oof, mm-hmm. man. Oh, you've given up the, on them this year, haven't you? You've given up. <laughs> Pretty much. You've given up on them. <laughs> well, they're 2-8. and eight. What do you want? I, I mean, know, but they, now's the time for them to turn it around. The quarterback got hurt. They're bringing <laughs> it. They get to try it. Now's, now's the, time the time to turn it around. <laughs> yeah, they might burn another quarterback's uh, redshirt year. There's... How many quarterbacks you got? Why on would they do chart? that? The, the, game, the season's over. Well, here's why. And I, I kind oh of agree with it because oh you're developing the future now. Now, they say that's not what it's about. They still want to win games. Well, that's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. And of course, of course you want to win that's games. That's fine. But let's find next year's quarterback yeah. just in case. Okay? Yeah. Let's get him started. Let's but get why him do ahead. We have, but start. why burn it? They've got Because they've got a 6'6 kid with, an, with a cannon for an arm who's a freshman, and I think I'd put him in and see what he can do and get him ready for next year. Yeah, but that burns us a year, man. That, uh, oh, well. For four okay. games? For it's two okay. games? Yes. Three games. It's three games. But I, the experience would be invaluable. And you're playing against, you know, weak competition. This would be a good time to get him some confidence, get him ready for next year. Let's see what happens. Because Tanner Mangum, the starter, you know what he had, right? He went down with a, an Achilles yeah, heel. T- he tore his Achilles heel. That's one of the worst injuries you can get. Yeah. Some people don't come back from it. Uh, it is one of the toughest things. And he may have been struggling a little from. bit with that throughout the season, which might have been throwing some of those passes off. Might have. The other I mean, thing that could is have been an issue. he's looking down every single receiver, and that's all he's focused on. Oh, you he, mean he's, he's not He's look- just staring him down. Really? Okay, I'm going to my wide out. Okay, I'm going to my tight end, and I'm going to look at him and him only. Really? Was, yes. Seriously? So that, that, was- that might have been a problem, too. <laughs> hey, let me, can, I, can I just say real quick, before you, before you freak out over here, Pat, I'm going to mm. kind of side with Jeffy on this. Don't burn the red shirt think, because, I- because if this losing trend that, that's starting is going to really – it's been hurting recruiting. You've told us. I know. They're gonna you, you're going to have trouble getting a really good quarterback of the future for a few years, so why don't you hang on to this guy for – I, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. I don't have any say in this. So my opinion <laughs> is completely meaningless to the hierarchy of BYU. Oh, that's too bad. Surprisingly, well, yeah, I have no say in it. Since when did that start? Because <laughs> I, I mean, you say, say a couple of bad things about the coach and they cut you off? If I had say. <laughs> what the hell? We'd, we'd be paying the guy $4 million a year and we'd get the best possible coach in the country. That's what would happen. Hmm. And so I have no say. And if I had any say, I think I'd fire the entire coaching staff after this particular year. They're terrible. And so you say a couple things, like I said, and now they've cut you off. Now they've cut me off wow. completely. It's yeah. got to hurt, man. Actually, I'll tell you another secret. I've never had any pull with what? the <laughs> hierarchy at BYU. So just so you know, I, I don't control it. I'm just giving my opinion that if, I've if it were up Jeffy's- to me. world is I'm crushed. Cody Willstead is your starter this weekend. Let's see what he can do. <laughs> See what Cody Will. It sounds like a quarterback's yeah. name. It, it does, does, doesn't it? Cody Willstead grew yeah. up on the plains. Because if uh, I th- I think at 2 and 11 or whatever they might finish, maybe 3 and 10, uh, they, they've got a really good shot at one of the best Ooh. quarterbacks in the country. But at that record, I don't, I don't know that he takes a shot on him, oh. Adam. I, I don't know. And we've got this Tanner. Not if they bring out the, not if they burn the red shirt in particular, they won't because they'll think that they only believe in the red shirt, not him. He doesn't have a shot. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because by the time he gets back from his mission, this new kid. Mm. Oh, he'll be 29, 30 years old. The starter today one of the will oldest. be gone. Yes. He's 49 years old. He'll have 16 children. 
and then he'll start for BYU. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it works <laughs> at that school. I mean, clearly, we've discussed that at length here. Yes, we have. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you're going to be part of our uh, Facebook Live experience, which is coming up oh, in a little, right. little over an hour. Uh, might be playing some guitar on that. Uh, see if you guys nice. Can so you're going to perform for us? Name some tunes. Yeah. Just, you know, uh, having a little bit of fun. We're also, I guess we've got a tasting segment with Mystery Ooh. Oreos. Good. I'm hungry. Shortest spoons episode ever. Nice. In the meantime, what do you mean? We're just, it's going to, you know, it's a mystery Oreo. It's like broccoli flavored Oreos or something. I don't think it's going to last. Uh, you dip that we'll milk, you're good. Yeah, shut up. Uh, did you know in the meantime that the air inside your home and your office space is up to 100 times more polluted than what you get outside? What? Yeah, so there are things you can do. Like, for instance, replace your old air filter. Uh, because they get old, they get dirty, and then they're no good to you. They just blow dirty air throughout your house. Know, I don't even know where to buy them. Filterby.com. That's F-I-L-T-E-R-B-U-Y.com. That gets you new filters? Yep. Send you the size you need within 24 hours. It's double the industry standard Merv rating on most filters. They're really high quality. And so they eliminate the pollen, the mold, the dust, the allergy-aggravating pollution in your air, takes care of all of that then you can set up convenient autom- automatic delivery and the filters will arrive just when you need them i love that idea free That's shipping a genius idea arrives at your house uh within 24 hours free of charge well the shipping is free and you'll save five percent when you uh auto- when you auto Not deliver the auto when you order, order that so yeah cool. They also manufacture all their filters right here in America. It's a it's an all-American company. Go to filterby.com today. Get the best price on top quality filters. Shipped free within 24 hours. And you can set it up so you never have to worry about ordering these filters again and, sa- and save 5% in the process. Filterby.com. That's filterby.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, it's anything goes Friday. You can call us with uh, whatever you want. Uh, some people want us to call it F it Friday. <laughs> I, I kind of like that. It's a little edgy, maybe, but um, no, man, not for BLP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Bro load, pull it off. Yes, <laughs> BLP can. We can get away with that. Keeping it real, real. All, all up in here. Yo. On FF Friday, yo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's go to Dwayne in Ohio. Hey, Dwayne, you're on the blaze. Hey. Hey. How you doing, Pat? Doing good. How you doing, Jeffy? I am so good. You, I mean, I don't have the words to explain how good I am. Yeah, Thank you for asking. But you don't really well, care. I've been watching you for since you started, Pat. And I've watched this week, and I've got a couple points. Okay. On the new national anthem. Mm-hmm. We should, we should have that to be the Humpty Dance by the <laughs> Digital Underground. Okay. That's a good <laughs> and idea. the real reason the foreigner is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is the obvious white privilege song, Dirty White Boy. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
So they ruined yeah. their chances in 1978 yeah. when that song came out. Oh, they had, then uh, they had that god-awful song, I Want to Know What Love Is. And, oh, I know. I love I, that I, song. I, I'm with you on that. That was, their, that was their first number oh, one song. That huge ballad. Yeah, oh, no, but that wasn't the grittiness. It wasn't the grittiness that they had in the late 70s. Yes. But, I mean, they, they did songs like that from the very beginning. They had, you know, some some power ballads. But, yeah. but yeah, uh, thanks for the call, Dwayne. <laughs> you know, uh, it was said, I, I watched an interview one time with Mick Jones, who founded Foreigner, and he wrote the song, I Want to Know What Love Is. And when he brought it to Lou Graham, uh, Lou said, that's not a Foreigner song. I'm not singing that. Oh, right. Yeah, they battled over the ballads, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, Mick Jones kind of forced the issue, and he said, "Yes, you are. We're gonna we're gonna do this song." And then it turned out he was surprised because he believed it was one of Lou Graham's best vocal performances of all time, even though he didn't even like the song. Right. Uh, so, and then it became the their first number hit. one. Yeah, first number one, even over "Waiting for a Girl Like You" or "Urgent" oh or my "Jukebox gosh. Hero." Any of those. You great start songs. naming their hits. Double it is, Vision. It is amazing they're not cold the as ice. All the time. It's a crime. It is a crime. I mean, I'm not a big classic. foreigner fan, but you go down the hits, and that can't be denied. Staples of the era. Yeah, you can't, that can't be denied. That's a crime they're not in. I think so, too. Yeah. And they sold 80 to 100 million records. How do you not? Yeah. Come on, now. It's ridiculous. Well, we right. learned it was politics. Remember? Yeah. Lou Graham was telling us behind the scenes, there's some... Yeah, there's some executive issue. that doesn't like somebody associated with them. I mean, it's terrible. Just yeah. a dirty white boy. Yeah, yeah maybe. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed just around the corner. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888 More of your calls coming up. First, we're going to talk to uh, Sergeant First Class, U.S. Army retired, Brian Moore. Uh, Veterans Day is tomorrow. And uh, Brian Moore has written a book called Purple Hearts and Wounded Spirits. Talks about uh, his journey through war, faith, and forgiveness. Brian, welcome to The Blaze. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Pat. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Pleasure to be here. You, so you were a, uh, a teacher when 9-11 happened, and uh, did that prompted you to join uh, the Army? Later in life than most people, right? Right. Well, actually, in um, I joined the Army, New Hampshire Army National Guard in 1987. Okay. And so I was in the Army National Guard, um, and I was, but I was teaching, and I was a middle school uh, principal at the time at 9/11. So how old how old were you in in uh, when 9/11 happened? I was 41. I was not a not a young guy. Wow. Okay. And so so, but you uh, you then served three tours of duty in the Middle East, right? I did uh, two in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. Wow. Um, and tell us about your experience. You 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 uh, suffered from PTSD. Uh, yes, I did, and um, 
two all three tours were combat tours, and I had a lot of being banged up and uh, Humvee rollover. And uh, my final tour, I was um, wounded in a um, rocket blast and had, um, you know, some nerve damage, uh, dislocated my hip, and um, I had about five concussions over the three tours by the time I was done. And how did you how did you work through all of those issues? Well, at the time, I, I was just focusing on um, being being where I needed to be and being focused on the mission. Uh, when I came out of that and realized I wasn't going back, then I needed to um, begin to process that and actually start off um, through in therapy, uh, writing out my experiences and talking a lot and talking to people about my experience. Because I was a teacher, so I had other schools and groups would ask me to talk about um, what had happened there and, um, you know, and what life is like, especially in Afghanistan. I was an embedded advisor, so I lived with the Afghans for a year. I went way on the mountains, in the villages. So I had a great experience. I've had, I call it my Dances with Wolves tour. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people wanted to hear about that. And so the more I talked about it, the more, especially my wife, really encouraged me to, to put this together in a, in a book, you know, and because I, I thought, well, who's going to read it? And she said, well, you'll have it, the kids will have it, and they'll know what you've been through, and it'll be a good process. And that's kind of how it started. Okay. Uh, that's great. But once you got back, though, um, you, you had some health issues, and so you were able to experience all of the splendor and the wonder and the miracle that is government health insurance, government health care at the VA, right? Was it everything you hoped it would be at the VA? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me just say this, you know, it's flameless, but um, I have met some wonderful people at the VA, and there are, especially on the ground level, you mm-hmm. know, the day-to-day people you meet, the people who um, you work, especially in medical and whatnot, I just want to be sure that people understand there are some good people there. But sure. the VA has just become this behemoth of bureaucratic tyranny. Uh, t- t- Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what I've run into is um, is that uh, you know th- that game up there. And so um, the healthcare, I, I I suspect, isn't what it would be if you if you just had you know if you were dealing with a private co- with a private company, you'd you'd be better off, no doubt. Um, I, oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. If, if we could just if they would just give disabled vets Tricare, which is the insurance that the vet military has. And then you could just go to any civilian doctor. Um, you know, that's what people would do because, you know, and then you wouldn't have to have this massive um, bureaucracy. That makes too much sense, though. Way too much way sense. Too much. But, but, but wait till uh, the whole country's on um, national health care. Yeah. This, you know, the, the government can't handle 1% of the population. Right. Exactly right. <laughs> but they want, they want all of it now, and that's going to go well? Yeah, I don't think so. But also for you, you've also experienced uh, something else that is pretty troubling, and that's the fact that the VA determined, because of some of your issues um, in battle, that you are now not allowed to own a, a gun, right? That is true. Under the Brady Act, you cannot op- own a weapon, even though you know you fought for your country, you had three tours of duty, and now they've deemed, no, sorry, uh, you wouldn't be able to defend yourself if you, if need be. That's correct. Well, you've been diagnosed with the PTSD, but don't they have to re? Don't you get reevaluated every three years, four years? 
to where maybe you could uh, get that gun ownership thing back? Or are you just done well, now? No, well, no. Uh, actually, this is very recent. This just happened. The fact that you have PTSD um, isn't an automatic you don't get guns. I mean, I, I was diagnosed um, years ago, and this just in this last couple of months, I stepped into a hornet's nest, um, and it's all unfolded. And if I could kind of explain as quickly as I can um, what I've been walking through in the last two months, and it might shine some light on this. Yeah, tell us about it. Okay. Well, in, um, so to go back to March of this year, um, I went, went to see my VA doctor for my regular visit, and this was the fifth doctor, primary care doctor, I, I had had in three years. Every six months, I had a new doctor. So I'm constantly reintroducing myself to these guys. And every time I went, it was they'd take blood, uh, check my cholesterol, and ask me if I want to kill myself. You know? And that was about the extent of it. And I kept telling them, you know, I've got migraines, I've got back pain, shoulder pain, and it was always more drugs, more drugs. So finally, in, in March, I had a new doctor. And uh, so I was sitting and he tells me, hey, you know, uh, we've got some problems. I'm looking at your blood test, and uh, the, your kidneys are almost uh, are heading towards failure. I said, how is that possible? I said, I, I take care of myself. And he said, uh, you didn't do it. The VA did it to you. Oh my he said, the, the, medica- the, the medication yeah. right, medication so long has damaged your kidneys. He said, the good news is we can stop it from getting worse, um, but we can't fix the damage. So since then, the only thing I can take for pain is Tylenol. So, um, so in August, a friend of mine who was a veteran called and said, hey, I heard about this new pro- oh, this program that the VA had has called Aid and Assistance. And he said that... Um, if you're a disabled vet and your wife helps or your spouse will take care of you, um, they may pay her a stipend for, for that effort. And I said, well, I'll look into it. So anyways, we got the paperwork, and we're looking down this form, and I said, ah, I don't think this applies for me. This is kind of maybe somebody who's had some serious issues. But I had a doctor's appointment coming up with the same doctor. And so I asked him about it, and he said, well, let's, let's fill it out. Let's take a look at it. And we went down, and nothing applied. Except that one, there was one block that says, um, you know, um, hey, does your wife uh, pay the bills? I said, yeah. You know, my wife takes care of all the bills and stuff. He said, all right, so we checked that off. So, and he called the social worker in at, at the VA, and she said, well, I'll, I'll take a look at this and send it in. So I thought that was the end of it. And I didn't hear from anybody, and, of course, the VA takes months for anything to happen. But within a couple of weeks, I got two letters in the mail on the same day. The letters are dated weeks apart. One was a, an advi- advising me that if this goes through, I could lose my Second Amendment rights. So that's the first thing I even heard about that. Mm. And the other letter was telling me that, uh, they had made the decision. And the decision was that I was too high-functioning to receive any aid and assistance, which was what I expected. Right? Wow. Yeah. However, because I'm a disabled vet with PTSD and checked off the block that my wife pays the bills, um, the VA has now determined or deemed me incompetent. And because of that, I fall under the Brady Act. And then, as I'm reading this, I kid you not, the phone rings, and it's the VA to put me on notice that I'm now under the uh, prohibitions of the Brady Act. All in one day. And this just happened like about a month and a half ago. Good heavens. 
Uh, so, yeah. hey, thanks for your service. Thanks for putting your life on the line in three tours of duty. Uh, by the way, we're taking away your Second Amendment rights, and uh, good luck because you're too high-functioning for us to treat you. Destroyed your kidney, too. What the hell? And, yeah, welcome. Yeah. Welcome to uh, such bad care that, uh, who knows, uh, you may have to be left with one kidney now instead of two. I, just unbelievable stuff. So you're not getting any assistance from the VA or the federal government at all now? So cut that I'm, all off? I'm still getting my, I'm getting my um, disability. Uh, mm. I have a disability rating, so I'm getting my disability um, compensation for that. This right. was something additional that um, mm. you can get, like a stipend for your wife or your spouse or whoever's taking care of you. And uh, I said, well, I'm pretty much taking care of myself, you know, right. but um, I thought, well, we'd look into it. And I mean, I am, um, you know, I don't work full time. And, uh, and she does do, obviously do a lot for me. She's my wife. And um, so we just thought we'd look into it, and I thought it would go nowhere. And the doc said, well, I don't think you'd qualify for this, and we thought that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. And, right. um, and when I researched the, uh, the law um, and found that uh, the VA is supposed to, or required, to notify me um, several days or at least uh, almost a month in advance to advise me that I could lose my segment of rights. I got that letter and the decision letter literally on the same day. So I had no notice that this was coming, no way to stop it. Then he gets 30 days to appeal, and this is when it gets darker and it gets worse. Yeah. Believe uh, that. Good heavens. So, yeah. If I, I went, so I went back and talked to the doctor, and he was like, oh, my gosh. And he felt terrible. So he called the social worker back, and that social worker said, well, um, didn't understand what was going on, but, but said, I will contact the people responsible for this program, and I'll get back to you. So, um, so that social worker called me back. And at home, and my wife and I listened, and they read the email that they got from mm-hmm. their higher up. And it was obvious when they were reading the email, I don't think that person intended her to read it to us. <laughs> right. I think it was, okay, yeah, if you, if you follow. Yeah. And um, because it was very condescending and very threatening. And basically said that, um, well, because I checked off, she pays the bills. Um, that's all they need to deem me incompetent, and once I'm incompetent, I fall into Brady Act. But he said if he wants to appeal this, he can, but we'll use that appeal to reevaluate uh, his disability status. Yeah, the whole thing. And then, and then I can end up losing my only source of income. Wow. I mean, that the threat from them of you losing everything, or, you know, but you can go up against us if you want. Sure. Yeah. Is, is there no indication because uh, Trump has has uh, rearranged and changed the hierarchy at the VA? Is there any indication that it might get better from here on, or, or is it just? Well, I mean, there, there, there are people that have gone to Congress to, to, to try to turn this over. Mm-hmm. I think what we have here, and not to get all conspiratorial and whatnot, but I think this is like this is basically deep state leftover. This is someone mm-hmm. who has an, a real issue with veterans, and is um, this is obviously set up for this. I have mm-hmm. friends because um, again, back in two thousand seven and eight, and I worked at the VA for a while myself and the human resources. So I have friends who work there and I've made a few calls and um, of course they all remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, this is happening a lot. And so at first I was horrified and I said, boy, what a mess I've stepped into. But uh, you know what? Somebody needs to talk about this. You know, and if I have a little bit of uh, access to a greater media than the average veteran, then I have an obligation to try and put the word out there. And this will follow the story a little more because it gets worse. Um, I talked to a friend of mine who's an attorney and a veteran, 
and he started to advise me on what to do. And so he said, well, um, notify the social worker that you're going to send a FOIA request, the Freedom of Information Act, and to get recover those emails. Right. And uh, so I, I left left them a message on their answer machine, and um, and I got and they left a message on my answer machine, which we still have, which says uh, those emails have been deleted. Something there. Sorry. And yeah, sorry, I've been deleted. And um, don't call me anymore. Here's the 800 number. And I'm thinking, did, did you not watch the news? I mean, it didn't work for Hillary. Um, you can't <laughs> delete government emails. I mean, I suppose. And um, so that's what's going on. But well, that's um, what they do, right? I mean, it's, it's the frustration is, is they just keep everybody running around in circles until sooner mm-hmm. or later you're just going to give up. I mean, that's what they're yeah. hoping for. I, sure. Right. Yeah. It's like like White said, it's trying to na- it's mm-hmm. like trying to navigate a bowling yarn. Yeah. Very Un- unbelievable. Yeah, and it's uh, what a nice thank you for your service. Appreciate your three tours of duty. Uh, Brian, I, I, I hope this works out uh, better than it has so far. I, no kidding. You know, it's, it's hard to have any confidence that that, is, that will be the case. Um, but uh, we'll, um, we'll do what we can to put pressure on people to make this situation better because it's despicable how our veterans are being treated. Uh, it's unbelievable. Thanks for your service and uh, appreciate talking to you. Uh, thank you so much, and God bless. Uh, you too. Uh, thanks. Brian Moore, Sergeant First Class, U.S. Army, retired. Name of the book is Purple Hearts and Wounded Spirits, uh, One Man's Journey Through War, Faith, and Forgiveness. That's got to be tough to forgive uh, the VA after you've done, you know, you put your life on the line for your country, and then you're treated this way when you come home and you've got issues. Jeez, it's just, it's despicable. Uh, all right. There are things that uh, you can do to try to make the situation better. One of them is not to contribute to big mobile, which contributes to big government. Uh, The major cell phone companies are all giving to organizations like Planned Parenthood, and they're advocating for sanctuary cities, and and they're trying to uh, pass gun control legislation. Instead, you go with Patriot Mobile. You're going with a, a conservative cell phone company, that donates up to 5% of your monthly bill to fund traditional family values, protect religious freedom, and protect protect Second Amendment rights. I mean, we've got a veteran here who is losing his Second Amendment rights. It's just so wrong. And, of course, uh, they have done everything they possibly can to make this desirable for you, including competing really well. In fact, offering you better prices than Big Mobile. So you get the same coverage, same nationwide coverage, unlimited talk, text, and data for a better price. And right now, unlimited talk and text starts at 20 bucks a month. What? $20 a month. How do you do it? Call them at 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's 1-800-A-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash pat. That's patriotmobile.com slash pat. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Yeah, I, I am, and, and so are you, and thanks for, for being here. 888-900-3393. It is Friday, so anything's fair game. 
whatever you want to talk about. Triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. We're we were uh, talking earlier. If you want to talk about something uh, that just doesn't matter, which I, I like to do on Fridays, because something that just doesn't, just doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, like these reboots of uh, of series or movies. Oh my gosh, they never. Most of the time, very few of them ever work. Yeah, very few. Right. I mean, there's how many times have you seen a a, a promo commercial for a new show? From an old, you know, that was an older show, like uh, I'm sure you mentioned um, uh, MacGyver, the new MacGyver one. Mm-hmm. Is there a new MacGyver? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, I watched the program and I'm like, do they not have any ideas well, they for don't. television That's shows? why they're talking about doing Lord of the Rings. Uh, they're, you know, talking about rehashing a lot of these old movies. And uh, Amazon, if if anybody could take a crack at it, I'd believe it It would be Netflix or Amazon. And they might be good at and it. And they might be good. They might be good. Some yeah. of them, they might be able to, if they, you know, not everything you dump a bunch of money into is good, though. True. And so, you know, I mean, you still got to have some kind of decent product. You're, and plus, then you end up uh, get, I mean, they don't even let, uh, the Louis C.K. had a new one coming out, right? Netflix is like, nope, not, we're not going to air that now. Yeah. And he admits uh, that's true. He actually did what they say, but no, I'm sure. But I'm just saying that uh, he's got a new show coming out. No, uh, we're I not going to air it. I know. Um, they have rebooted things successfully before, like Battlestar Galactica, which was kind of campy and kind of goofy. People, and then, a lot of people liked that, though. Uh, but I liked it. Yeah, that's, see, I knew you were. I thought you were in the lot of people I camp for that. Yeah, yeah, and with then, uh, Lauren Green. Yes, I liked it. <laughs> Tremendous. Because the the other the later one in '05 to '09 w- was darker. And you know, more, yeah, a yeah. lot more serious, and it was good too. Yeah, I, my my wife uh, loved those stupid things. I guess they redid All in the Family. I'm completely unfamiliar with that. I never saw an All in the Family. Well, that movie. they stretched that, that. Well, now. they stretched that out for quite some time. Yeah. I mean, CBS had, uh, you know, they had all the spinoffs, mm-hmm. right? The Jeffersons, and uh, I forget there were two or three others. Maud, I think, originally started from All in the Family, and then there was Archie's Place. Mm-hmm. Where he had the bar, and then there was Archie's next door neighbor's place. I mean, they CBS stressed that out for as long as they could, man. Mm-hmm. They milked that for a long time. Talking about redoing Buffy the Vampire Slayer, interesting. Ooh. The Office, the Office was great. Yeah, that uh, was a remake I, of a British. I version. think you leave The Office alone. That was a classic. I think so. It was and seem- it's too soon. It is too soon, and the because the, the characters are too familiar still. There's one day at a time. Hawaii Five O. They've they've, they've redone that, redone and that's that. actually I think uh, from what I gather the numbers have been pretty you know not not horrible for Hawaii Five O mm-hmm. for the newer version. So they're also talking about uh, coupling, which I I don't know the original of that V, which I loved. I loved V. Was it coming back? Oh yeah, you did like so. that, didn't you? V. Yeah, I, I never. I well, I watched a couple of those and got bored with it, but I remember you talking about V. Charlie's Angels. Ironside is being talked about. That I'm a big fan of that. Well, Ironside. I think they did do a remake of Ironside too, a newer show of Ironside because they had a come on. They had a younger, if I remember right, and I, I gotta go. I have to go back and look. Seriously, there was a younger black guy in a wheelchair that was playing Ironside. I think that was the show. I think that was the reboot. You can't bring him back unless the hero of the show is now gone from a man to a woman. That's what that's <laughs> in what today's to world. Do. Yes. Well, you can't mess with Ironside, first of all. Anyway. Yes. I mean, it has on, to be Raymond a woman Burr. if you're going to bring him back. And, Ray- and Raymond Burr kind of was. <laughs> that actually <laughs> almost <laughs> happened though with Magnum PI. They were going to bring it back. It was in development with um, supposedly Mag- Magnum's young daughter that grew up in. Uh, that's what I'm telling you. 
Yeah. And they shelved mm-hmm. it, thankfully. That's what I'm telling you. And uh, now uh-huh. Jonathan Hillerman can rest yeah, in peace. Thank you. All right. Lori in Washington, you're on the blaze. Hi. Well, hello. Hi. Hello. How are all of you gentlemen doing today? Good. Hopefully you're well. Um, and I actually do care if, you have a, if you're having a bad day, by the way, Pat. Anyway. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wow. That was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> totally a lie. Sorry, Pat. <laughs> uh, the, the, the whole Bergdahl thing, and I, uh, my, when Bergdahl came back, he was assigned to my husband's unit at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So he didn't, you know, share an office with him or anything, but he was around him and he's like, oh, he's got the crazy eyes. He totally is guilty and but anyway that's sort of tangential he Mm. will get the money he will get the money it's been adjudicated through ucmj he has not been found guilty of the crimes he was accused of committing so the that three hundred thousand dollars is pretty much already his oh that's unbelievable oh my gosh (laughs) yeah and so they're gonna give him the back pay from when he was giving aid and comfort to the taliban He's going yeah. to receive yeah. $300,000. Despicable. Yeah, it's just like, it's gosh, just like OJ despicable. getting away with murder. Yeah, it's it is. the same thing. Yes, it is. Because it's, it's, it's the system. So, wow. Uh, and I mean, I've been in the same room as this dude, and you just get this creepy chill across your body. The hairs on the back of your neck stand up when you're around him because you just know that he's done this, and he's, mm. ugh, yeah, he, he is a messed up soul. So I would just say, Pray for him as mm. much as it pains everybody to do that. Pray for him because he still deserves salvation. But, yeah, he's going to get the money. So, ugh, wow, kills me. Absolutely kills me. Yeah, that. I mean, that makes Absolutely your blood boil. Me. Thanks, Lori. Appreciate it. Tell your husband thanks for his service. Mm-hmm. $300,000 he's going to receive. I bet that's tax-free, that's too. life-changing. Mm-hmm. That's life-changing. And he's a traitor to the country. I okay, I can't talk about that anymore. I'll be screaming at the top of my head. <laughs> and a happy Friday to you all. Yeah. Oh F it Friday. F it Friday. <laughs> F it Friday. We're talking about anything you want. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's. Uh, well, we'll we'll go. We'll we'll get your call in a second here because we're running out of time for this segment, and uh, we don't want to do that. So. Okay. Well, I'll tell you real quick then. How much time do we have? Yeah, about 30 seconds. I can't tell you that quick. Okay, don't tell us. I, can't, I could tell you, but well, I can't tell, tell you that quick. All right, tell us <laughs> Well, I could tell you. No. Yeah, just hang you can on tell to us it. now or tell us later. Tell us on the other side. Okay. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, uh, welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, Tanner in Utah, welcome to the Blaze. Hi. Hey. Hey. Um, well, I want to talk about taxes, but geez, you're railing on my coops. <laughs> <laughs> 
The Googs have done it to themselves. Come on, man. I, nobody is a bigger fan. I know. Nobody is hey, a bigger 20, fan than I am. Nobody. 26 first and second stringers are injured in Africa. I know. Okay. I know, but they were they <laughs> were terrible at the beginning of the year. And and I was, I was yeah. ex- I, they were they promised me a special season. Tanner, <laughs> you and your man hey. Pat Gray forced me to become a fan and love this team because they were going to have this special, special season. season in 2017. Yeah. Come join us in 2016 yeah. as we prepare for the special <laughs> two win season of 2017. Turn out less than special. <laughs> number three, number three tonight. Number three tonight. Okay, <laughs> special in right. its own way, kind of season. I hope you're right. right. I hope you're anyway. right too. So, so what I want to talk about is taxes. Wise, uh, me being a millennial. Um, you know, I've been I've paid attention to politics since I was 14, 13, 14 years old. I was listening to you and Glenn back back then. Um, Twenty five now, and you know, taxes. You, everybody my age, it just seems like um, that they think that their uh, you know tax day when they get their tax return, it's free money from the government. Mm-hmm. They don't fully understand that. So, I recently got a job a couple of years ago as a basically being a private contractor. And so as a part of a contractor, I pay at the end of the year. Um, so I don't have anything withheld from me. That's always and it wasn't, until, it wasn't until then that I realized how badly it hurts when me writing off so much where I said, all right, my, my deductible, I have $30,000 is what they can take for is like what my income was. Because I was a private contractor, they did a 15% income, 15% um, self-employed tax and then five percent state so the tax is basically 30 percent off of thirty thousand dollar claimed income mm-hmm. and that hurt and so it got me thinking your guest you had on yesterday basically touched on it saying that really the only way anything will happen in the future is when the populace understands exactly how much money is being left out so if i were to be in charge i actually wouldn't change the tax code at all i would just require everybody to pay at the end of the year yeah. and write a check mm-hmm. and actually see how badly it hurts them. And then you'll actually get people thinking, wow, I am being, I, I'm being extorted by the government. If I don't pay this, I'm going to jail. If I even try to extend it, they, it, they, uh, you have to pay penalties if you're late paying your taxes. Basically you have, um, they bump up your rates on paying, paying them back as if you owe them money when in reality they stole it from you. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the only way I feel like millennials will understand because they, they feel like taxes just help people when <laughs> they don't realize how badly like they, they think it because like, oh, well, it goes to the poor, but they don't really know where it goes. But then when it actually hits them in their pocketbook, they realize, hey, I'm not as generous as I thought I was. Right. That's right. So, yeah, there, uh, absolutely. If we were to eliminate withholding and you had to just save all that money and pay it in a check at the end of the year to the IRS, uh, there would be a tax revolution. There would be an absolute revolution. And that's why a lot of times you Thanks, find... Thanks, Tanner. Appreciate the call. That's a lot of times you find uh, professional athletes who make a big paycheck uh, come to the, hey, what's up with all these taxes revelation... When they get that first paycheck, you know, when they signed the deal of yep. uh, I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be making $2 million a year, and that's not what the check is. 
Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, they're like, yeah. hey, wait, 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 wait. What's going on here? Wait a minute. I thought the rich weren't paying their fair share. What yeah. do you mean? I'm t- you're, oh, you're taking over half of my check. <laughs> yes. That's one of the things we must have Democrats pinned down. What is our fair share? What What is oh, the wealthy never. fair share? Give us a number. Is it fair at 40%? Is it fair at 60%? Is They'll it fair never. at 90%? What is fair? You will never get that. Oh, if we could. Because their fair really is just in everything, right? Yes. If we could argue yeah. these points, go back in time, and start mm. over, uh, we could maybe win some of them. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. F it Friday. <laughs> the Republicans don't know how to argue. Well, they don't. Because they're incapable. That's proof positive. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we've, we're supposed to. We've got Donald Trump. We elected as president, who will sign whatever the heck we put in front of him. Yeah, and we've can. got we've got a battle going on taxes, and we start where we're at. Instead of we should start at zero, mm-hmm. zero. Yeah. Mm. And then we'll we'll work out a we'll work out some kind of compromise where it's not zero. How about maybe, that? Maybe, maybe. But, but starting at okay, yeah. well we're going to drop it from forty five to. Forty-four point five, and he's right oh. about he's right about millennials believing that taxes are all about giving money to the poor when nothing could be further from the <laughs> truth. I mean, right? They, yeah, they squander our money, they, and and they think that the rich aren't paying any of it. And and by the way, it's not charity when it's forced out of your pocket. <laughs> it's it's not a charitable act to pay taxes. That's not charity. That is force, and force is not a function of goodness righteousness it's not a function of god and it's a function of the other guy it should be maybe shown to them somewhere along the line that the guy that you think is made too much money uh i don't know that money that goes back into his pocket i don't know might provide a better job for you or your wife or your son that's how you're paying the bills because of that Mm. guy giving you a job just just, i I don't Mm -hmm. i don't get it yeah, well, again, Republicans just can't explain any of these things. It's always left to talk radio to talk about it. And, and they're so inept, they can't seem to make the argument. I don't understand why. I really don't. Scott in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Uh, just wanted to call about the caller that talked about him being diagnosed with PTSD, and then they took his gun because he filed for some program where he's trying to get his wife as a as a caregiver. Yeah. Um when I got back from Iraq in, at the end of 2005, and we out-processed, and they had a bunch of Veterans Administration reps there as we're going through out-processing, and they were actually encouraging people to claim that they had PTSD. They said, look, it's free money. They might not have said that word, but that's what all the soldiers said. Mm-hmm. They said, there's no test for it. All you have to do is say that, yes, you have some of these symptoms, and some of them are like difficulty sleeping, being startled, you know, feeling stress, stuff, I mean, stuff that everybody feels at some time or another. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's like, yeah, let's go do this. You know, free money, you got to get 10%, 20%, 30% disability. And I was suspicious. I said, well, yeah, I know the government is tight-fisted when it comes to the VA. I know they're really tight-fisted when it comes to giving veterans medical care. Why are they just get encouraging, literally had, a, they had several VA reps encouraging people to claim so all my alarms and bells and whistles started going off. I said, "This something's fishy. There's got to be some ulterior motive. And I suspected um, at the time even that, man, maybe they're going to come after your guns. Maybe at some point they're going to say, look, all you guys 
all you veterans that have that are claiming your 10% of PTSD, we're just going to take your guns away because you guys are a threat to society. So I told everybody mm-hmm. that, hey, I, I wouldn't take it. Be you know, careful. I would, that's right. Mm-hmm. I would say anytime the government offers you some uh, free money, that's like a trap. That's like they're just baiting a trap. I, I suspected it was, and I didn't take it, of course, but I would say most of the people in my unit did, even people that didn't really see any combat because there's mm. no test for it. All you have to do is claim that you have these symptoms. Yep. I, yeah, I'm money. busy every other Tuesday at 3 p.m. I've got it. And did many of them lose their uh, Second Amendment rights? Not that I know of yet, but oh. I suspect that that's what it's about, though. That was the that was the motive. Yeah, you know, and obviously because, some it's it happened to uh, Brian, uh, so he's certainly not going to be the only one. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty amazing, and it, it's good that you kind of saw through that little trap. But that's what they that's what the government does. And uh, appreciate the call, Scott. And no, we all, we're, this is not about your Second Amendment rights. No. We just want you to have the benefits you deserve. Uh-huh. Yeah. Listen, I'm the biggest uh, supporter of the Second Amendment that you can find. I grew up with guns. I grew up hunting. The biggest. But, but something has to be done. Yes. There's just too right. many guns. <laughs> That's always the claim. Sure hey, is. look, I love that the second. Sure Nobody is. loves it more than I do. My dad was a hunter. <laughs> Absolutely. We went hunting all the time. I can remember carrying a gun, gun in safety. the back window. Yes. Uh huh. But. But I'm just saying we need common something sense. Has common to be done. sense regulation is all I'm talking about. You just made about. me think of John Kerry in 2004. I'm here for a hunting license. Uh-huh. <laughs> he walked into that Iowa. I mean store. It's, it's, <laughs> That's the way they ram it down our throats all the time. Yeah. And we let them. Yep. Christian in Utah, welcome to the blaze. <laughs> hey, let me see. Hey. All right, can you hear me good? Yep, we got you. All right, there we go. Okay, couple things. Mm-hmm. Been listening since this morning when Glenn Beck was on, and you guys were discussing the uh, animal origin of an armadillo, and mm-hmm. somehow it twisted up to where you guys didn't think rodents were mammals. So well, Glenn I, I said it. Glenn said that uh, armadillos are mammals, and and right. so I and accepted you guys that. started arguing about rodents being mammals or not. It sounded like well, yeah, I said pretty much the rodents are decided. mammals, though, right? They are. Well, the sure they are. Yes, yeah. of course they are. I mean, you're right. stupid now, if you don't know that. You're you're right. insane. So right, I okay. That. I mean, right. I believe so that's what now, Christian is saying. On. Let's uh-huh. move on to larger issues. Here. Okay. Um, so the the armadillo race, right? Yeah. And Jeffy's in the lead, right? Yes. You're damn right I am. And he's probably he he's probably using that monkosity. Yes, I'll bet he is. He Thank you very it. much. Thank <laughs> you. He's putting, he's That's putting, what I got. Monkosity. Uh-huh. Right. So he's putting the monkosity on his armadillo. He's probably doing some training, some push-ups, mm. whatnot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where, where is Chuck Norris's armadillo? Where's Chuck Norris's? Uh, ask Mr. Yeah. Chuck Norris. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. even. I don't even hear that he's in the race. If he's, he's going to be one is. of the big members at the at the M1 Gala. Yes, he, yes, he is. But I, I yeah. don't know why that Chuck, Chuck wanted to participate. Why Chuck in have the... his own lane for his own armadillo? Uh-huh. <laughs> if Chuck wants his own lane, he can have it. Well, you know that Chuck well, Norris's armadillo is going to kill the other six if he <laughs> right if he's in it. The whole, the whole point of my call was that Chuck Norris's. Armadillo is going to be a third-degree black belt. In the <laughs> right. You don't want to mess with that armadillo. You don't want to. Exactly. Bring it. Yeah. Right. All right. Thanks, Christian. All right, well, 
<laughs> uh, we'll see you at the big ball, the M1 ball. Uh, expect you to come down from Utah for that. Uh, it's going to be fun. It'll be fun. It's actually going to be fun. Well, it's a week from tomorrow, right? Yes, it is. I've been, uh, I've been, I've looked at a couple of uh, armadillo races. Oh, I shouldn't talk about this on the air. Never mind. Oh, you're prepping. Oh, never mind. <laughs> no, no. Did you hear that? If you t- no. takes a special um, training mm-hmm. <laughs> to race armadillos. And, and did you realize that armadillos? Uh, Glenn told me this morning uh, carry leprosy. I don't want anything to do with real armadillos. Well, these are these armadillos are, are clean. How do we know that? How do you know? The guy told us. Who? What guy told us? The armadillo guy. <laughs> There's an armadillo guy. The armadillo guy. We okay. Mercury was not going along picking up armadillos off the side of the road. I, d- I don't want anything to do with the armadillos if they if they. <laughs> If they're incubators oh, look, for leprosy. We need one more armadillo before the 18th for the race. Yeah. Oh, there's the armadillo race, people. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, you get to pick. You, you're probably going to have If first I win, pick. I get to pick first. I get, I get first pick of the armadillo, but it won't matter because I've been, been training. You've been training? Like you've been training or you've been training armadillos? I've been training. I don't know what scam you're, you're working here, but I know there is one. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you look for in an armadillo? <laughs> I'm trying. Find out for yourself. <laughs> I guess I go to YouTube. All right. Okay. Find out for yourself. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up in a second. First, uh, let me tell you that if your family is ever under duress, if there's ever an intruder in the middle of the night at your house, a single second could be the difference between life and death. That's why I absolutely love this product. It's uh, Identilock. And it takes less than one-third of a second for the Identilock computer to recognize your fingerprint and disengage. That is pretty cool. And if you just use the, uh, the key on it, too, it, it's, about a, it's less than a second to do it that way as well. But when you don't have the key and you, you don't have the right uh, fingerprint, it just can't be unlocked. And so it's really safe for your family. You're not going to have accidental issues with this thing. Is it really is the cool. world's first fingerprint trigger lock. It's awesome. It's really light. It's 12 ounces. You can take it with you to the office or on trips or just put it in your purse. Yeah, and when you go to pick up the gun, the uh, the sensor for your fingerprint is right where you would be reaching for the trigger. It's perfectly yeah. placed. Boom, like that. Uh, I don't have this one programmed for with my fingertip tri- yet, my fingerprint. Uh, but we'll do that. And it's it's really cool. It, it can have up to three authorized users with one master user who can disable other profiles if you want. Okay? So it, it has a lithium-ion battery, lasts up to six months on a single charge. This is tremendous, and it's exclusively available at Cabela's throughout the nation. Identilock. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, we're going to do a Facebook Live coming up here in a few minutes, and I'm going to actually. Uh, Are you going to rock out? There you go. Yeah. Break out Defender. I think we're going to break this out. Nice. I think we're going to break this baby out, and uh, Keith keeps bugging me to bring yep. the guitar in. So today, I actually did, 
and uh, <laughs> yes. So we're gonna do this. Uh, that's coming up on Facebook Live. Check, check, Maybe we'll do check. Uh, uh, name that tune or something. See if you guys can. <laughs> See if you guys this. can figure out what song. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. We're gonna try to figure out the song that you're playing. Yes. Do you take requests? Yes. Yeah, so it could be it, it it could be almost indiscernible. That's what I'm <laughs> indiscernible. <laughs> glad to, I'm glad you knew where I was going <laughs> yes, because yeah, it's I did. An issue. I knew. Uh, all right. So I'm promised here that there's some really good video <laughs> that, yeah. we, that we still have that Absolutely. we haven't played during the show, and you can still call us in the next. It was few hardcore minutes, pushing it too. Yeah, it's Do you want me to explain the setup, or you got it from here? No, go ahead, explain Okay, it. so this lady writes on social media that she's been a Tom Hanks fan her entire life. So she goes to this um, like uh, book reading or something that Tom Hanks is doing. And this she's is... got this question ready. They're calling on the audience. She's so excited to be able to, and they don't call on her. So she, now she's upset. She's heartbroken. She's not going to get to talk to Tom Hanks. He's 10 feet away. But, but what happens next? One more question from the audience. Okay, and here it is. Roll that is video. About our last question. No, we got a little more time. We can. Oh, should we? Okay, all right. This is our last question. This is from Ryan McFarling. Ryan, give me a show of hand. Where are you? There you are. Ryan McFarling. Here's Ryan's question, and it is for Nikki Young. Nikki, will you marry me? <laughs> wait, 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 hey, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Nikki, go up, go up and sit in my, go up and sit in my chair right here. Come on, darling. You don't have to. You can say no if you want to. Oh, you sit right here. Sit right here. All right, get to it, my friend. Let's see what happens. There he is. That looks good too. Your next president of the United States, Tom Hanks. I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand. Oh, don't do this. I don't get it. Here we go. What do you mean? That was not what uh, as promised. That was, that was sweet. That was not good. I know. I, was, I, I thought Tom Hanks assaulted somebody. That was, uh, yeah, I was hoping for something. You know, That's juicy. in next week's news cycle, Jeffy. Come on. I thought that she didn't get to ask a question, but Tom said, "Hey, why don't you come in the back room and ask me the question?" Well, if the video kept going, uh, you know, Tom Hanks went up there and shared you, the moment with him yeah, and all that other good you don't stuff. Want to marry that I was guy. Also, come back and talk to me. I was also promised that uh, there's a good Trump auditioning for Lion King. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen this. From Jimmy Fallon. All right, so let's let's take right. a look at that. Jimmy Fallon doing now this. Now Jeffy gets thrown under the bus. Here okay. we go. But there's one guy that that's didn't cute. get cast who said that he could have played all of the characters, Donald Trump. And I'll show you what I mean. Watch this. I'm very disappointed in you. We're really disappointed in you, man. What's <laughs> going on here? What's going on here? Who are you? Who are you? I saved you. I saved you. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It's actually pretty good. I like that. That's adorable. And see, that's you know, you're you're talking about the president exactly in a way that's that's funny but not offensive to his supporters. Right. Good stuff. Uh, Uh, you know. The rest of these boneheads on late night TV could learn a lot from Jimmy Fallon. He's funny, he's topical, but he's not viciously going after people. It's like what Jay Leno used to do. You see this? You read about that? You see what Donald Trump did today? You read about that, Kevin? You see that? That's something, Jay. That's something, Jay. <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. You've been practicing that. Kevin, Kevin did you that see that? Great. Did you read this thing? Kevin, did you see this? That's crazy, man. <laughs> Sorry, I just comes naturally. The that's only something. thing, only presentation I guess is Kevin. The, 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 one, the, one, the one was that's that's something, Jay. All they would say. That's perfect. I love that's that. That's something, yeah. Jay. <laughs>
<laughs> but that's that's what Jay Leno had over David Letterman, who was far more creative than Jay Leno. He was far hipper than yeah. Jay Leno. But he turned into this nasty, sure mean old man who is extreme in his beliefs. And he hated Bush, and he hated Republicans, and he hated everything they stood for. And Jay Leno was just doing funny things that were harmless, right? And Jay Leno is just a, a good guy. We, we have met him. We know him a little bit. And uh, he, I mean, the guy's even invited us to his garage to check out his Whoa. incredible array of, I think there's 260 classic vehicles. Oh. Okay. There yeah, he didn't. There was no. Well, he did stick his hand in in my pants. <laughs> just that one. I can. Though. I can hold just on, that hold one. And I asked him not to. And so now, okay. as I remember this, now Breaking that I'm going news. back in my mind, and you know, kind of airing this out <laughs> and remembering something traumatic, oh. the PTSD, and remembering that I'm probably owed millions of dollars from him for doing that to me. Um, no, That's crazy, I, I would hate to Jay Leno because he's a good Jay. guy. Actually, invited us to his garage. Yeah. I was so sick the day that he invited us. I didn't go because I was miserable. But everybody else went, and he was super nice, and he was super accommodating, and uh, a really good guy. Now, David Letterman, on the other hand, wouldn't have been. No, I would have been Paul Schaefer. <laughs> there you go, Dave. That's right, Dave. <laughs> uh huh. Get you some shades and a glittery coat, Jeffy. I like this. And what's happened to uh, Paul Schaefer since then? Does he do anything? Oh, Paul's Paul was pretty famous in uh, as in his own right. As he didn't need, he didn't need David Letterman. <laughs> yes, he did. No, he, didn't. <laughs> he desperately he didn't need David, David Letterman. Letterman. Uh, let's see what he's Paul up to. Schaefer. Other activities. Oh, Paul, look at this. Paul's uh, a busy man. Oh, he showed up on Jimmy Kimmel's show uh, uh, in October to help out one night. Um, he's, a busy, he's a busy man creating. Oh, here's uh, what he's been doing, guys. He's the okay. musical director for a very Murray Christmas, a 2015 Netflix variety special. That was really good, starring Bill Murray, which I Schaefer also appears and performs extensively. Saw part of that. It was very weird and not <laughs> it's good. A, it's a very Murray Christmas. It was great. Really weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, Jeffy. It's Thank you. Almost as good as the, uh, Kevin. <laughs> there ain't Kevin. Kevin, you ain't doing this. Yeah, you in the paper today. That's crazy, Jay. <laughs> Seriously, is that all I got, man? Uh, that's all, I'm yeah. sorry. That's all you need. That's Don't do anything more. Do that's just, here. It's frankly We're enough. Good. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It's enough. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend. Uh, BYU gets their third win of the season tonight against yeah. UNLV. That's crazy, Jay. <laughs> that is uh, crazy. Uh, we, plus, we have a Facebook Live. Join us on Facebook. Coming up in just a minute or two here. And we'll see you again Monday on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.